second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back door? They're coming. They're coming. Oh god, they're here. Go. Damn this wicked planet. Welcome to the Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 50, Big Five O. Hey, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. <laughs> we are coming at you once again from the haunted garage in an undisclosed location and known to nobody but myself who holds the key to the simulation. Tonight, we discuss current events, and the merchants of death. But before we get to all that, we are joined once again, you know him as Anonymous Sean, I know him, and Ron knows him, as the deranged conspiracy theorist doctor. But even before we get to all of that... You know him as Ron from New England. Others know him as the Midnight Snatch. Some as Heimlin Hoffenheim. But his friends and family know him best as Poseidon's beard from down below. The goat beard. <laughs> Ron? What's going on? <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. You know, we got a lot to talk about tonight. There is a lot going on this I'm excited, week. though, because yes, I'm I even, really excited. Because I got notes. I got notes. Check it out. I hate, I don't like notes. I like notes. I, I operate only from my special mind. Well, you know, my I, intricate special mind. Again, back to it's Buckley being he's my special little boy. You know, once in high school, my teacher told me I was going to run into problems because I never... <laughs> <laughs> because I never took notes. But joke's on them, because I passed high school, and I dropped out of college. So best perfecto, thing, best in thing my you opinion. Ever did. Yeah, best thing you ever did. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm here. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You live right next to a very prestigious college. I wonder if you could sneak in and like get some free lessons. Take some night classes? No, yeah. you know what I should do? Is I should... Uh, you know, fill out an application to become the janitor. And then they'll like put some crazy legal case up on the board. And no one will <laughs> be able solve to it. solve it. And, and then I'll you'll solve in. it. And I'll be like, oh, 
Oh, and I'll figure Why it out. Why does it sound familiar? Of, yeah, what is that? I know. Man. I don't know. It sounds like I should probably write a movie it or like something, some, like a screenplay. Something in Boston, put that out maybe, there. or something. Yeah. Or South Boston. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Yeah, so anyway, so uh, what isn't going on? We got a lot we're going to talk about. We actually do have a uh, subject for tonight. Yeah, it's the, but, well, we should probably first start with the weather. Oh, my God. And I, we haven't done this in a while, but like, what's going on? Well, we, t- we you yeah. know what? Something's definitely up with the weather. Oh, what's going on? Do you notice we're on a three-two cycle? Did you guys notice that? What do you? There's mean? cycles of this weather. I've noticed. Okay, it, yeah. it's like okay, so we get menstrual cycle. Not natural. There's where no it's cycles a three-two like cycle is what I'm calling it. Right. We have three days where it's really nice, like really nice and warm. Today we hit sixty-five degrees. Yeah, and it's February, hmm. February twenty-third. I mean, that, that water was running big time today, and it was absolutely beautiful out. Yeah, it was like, it was wicked warm. It was crazy. And tomorrow's going to be in the 30s, but sunny. So, actually, this time of year, 30s and sunny, that's cool. That's good. That's good, that's good weather. Uh, but but on Friday... It's supposed to get snow, yeah. It's supposed to get a foot of snow. But, like, I don't typically... And then be cold as a bitch on Saturday. But typically in February, I don't ever see 65-degree weather in yeah. New England or no. New Hampshire. Like what? I'm sure that was a record. Like, what is today. that? Yeah. Bill Gates, what are you doing? It's just weird. It's just like when you talk about... Okay, so you notice, uh, like, in the last five or six years, when Sean and I were kids, like, we got serious snow. The average snowfall... <laughs> In New Hampshire, when we were kids, was 90 inches of snow. So okay. jump off the roof and uh, for playing into the dude, snow. Dude, that, that's I used to almost, do that That's like eight day. feet of snow. It's crazy. I remember having to hire, my dad had to hire heavy equipment to come and get the snow on the driveway. Oh, yeah. So we could get out. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when the state would come on our driveway, because we're on a state road here, and they would bring a loader up. Yeah. And empty out the end of our driveway. It was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Now we get nothing. And yeah, notice how the snow's weird. All right, so do you remember... It's like crystalline snow. It's full of aluminum. There was that snow... Or maybe I'm trying not. to make seven years ago now <laughs> with it, that wouldn't melt. Do you remember that, seeing and hearing that was all? Of, well, you're talking about the same shit that's going on in Texas. Well, we had it here, and I was talking to neighbor about it because it put a flame on it. It didn't melt. It turned black. It was weird consistency. It was that granular stuff. And uh, is it aluminum? I don't know what was in it. I've never seen it since. But, but I heard the same, that that's the same thing that's happening with the snow in Texas. Well, I'm hearing a lot of the chemtrails are put, uh, dumping aluminum everywhere. And yes. that's what, you know, is being very problematic for, you know, certain rain and plants and snow. But I don't know. Maybe it's not. Yeah, you know, I think it is for it sure. It probably yeah. is. I know that there's a chemical that mimics what I'm describing here with the snow back um, when I was... Um, I worked for an employer where I was part of a safety committee and we went down to the uh, fire prevention facility where they did the testing and stuff. And there was a company from Europe that came in and they had this stuff, fire and ice or something. They were trying to get approved in the United States, but they could spray a surface with it. And this was in the control conditions. And if you, if you, it was a foam. So they had it in, in small bottles. They, they filled a tanker with it. And they did experiments like they took a doorway and they sprayed half of it. And when they lit on fire with gasoline and stuff, half the doorway would burn, half of it wouldn't. And it was it was crazy. They went and encapsulated um, the smoke molecules. They were saying there's no smell if it did burn. You sprayed it with it. But it prevented it from uh, from transferring heat as well. So they th- this is kind of almost 
crazy, but they, they took our, they if you're willing to, they just put a thin glove on and they would spray it. And they, they, they put titanium flakes in the hand, if I remember right. It was something that burned some outrageous heat and they got it high enough to start on fire. It never burned through the glove. It didn't mm. burn you. And Is that like the same stuff they use in the, the movies? Where they light people on fire? I don't know, but I know that they did many demonstrations, and, and they were trying to get it in and get it approved in the United States because, from an insurance standpoint, and stuff it just you could you could spray your houses with it. You could put out fires quicker, more efficiently. They used it in Europe, but it didn't take off over here. They they didn't get it approved. And yeah, I've probably because it would fuck with insurance companies and stuff. If you spray like a you know this anti-inflammatory on your house and you never have yeah, house yeah. fires well when they put the fires out there was no smell so there was no odor of fire odor and then when you went up to the, the vehicles that they lit on fire and they put out with this foam very quickly you go up and touch it and it wasn't hot to the touch anymore it was almost unbelievable it was like this is sci-fi stuff it can't be real but it was being demonstrated to the state the fire marshal folks everyone was there sean is anything real no it's all illusion. yeah we're starting to think not so it's so, all just made up. Yeah, so so this 3-2 cycle, right? This weekend's going to be cold. And then next week, 40s. Every day it's going to be in the 40s. So whatever. Of course, they're saying we're going to get a foot of snow. Now they're backpedaling. Oh, now Boston's going to get a foot of snow. Well, we're about an hour north of Boston. Well, less than that if you're hammering. I mean, I can get to Boston in 45 minutes. But, you know, it takes you 45 minutes to get from the haunted garage to Boston. But once you get to Boston, it takes you another hour to get into Boston. 45 <laughs> minutes? Oh, yeah. Hell no. Oh, yeah. I'm saying if you're, it's an hour. No. No, no, no. no. To get to Boston. No, when I was working in Boston, I was doing it in 45 or 50 minutes. You must be flying or going flying. super early or something crazy. Well, when you're traveling south on 93 in the morning headed towards Boston, everybody's doing 80 or 90. Right. And the closer you get to Boston, the faster people drive. And I'm there's no breakdown say, lane. The breakdown lane there is, is a no lane. Breakdown. I've, <laughs> never <laughs> made it to, I've never made it to Boston in under, uh, under an hour, I don't think. Hmm. What do you well, drive for a vehicle? Prius? <laughs> it's a uh, dirt bike. Actually. Well, it's technically, <laughs> it's technically 70 miles. That, no. That's Yes. It's, it's 70 miles. It's posted from, 65. It's, no. Oh. No. You're talking about distance. 70 distance. miles distance. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, 70 miles of distance. Okay. Anyways, if you got to go to Boston in the morning, you got to leave here at four. And maybe if you're lucky, you can get into Boston before you hit bumper to bumper traffic at 495. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's insane. You might want to just bite the bullet. Like when I go to the Cape. It's like I'm either I'm either leaving super early or super late. That's a whole another different animal. But yeah, but it's like yeah. if you're if you're going be anything in between, it's just you're gonna run into hours of you traffic. You do not want to try to go to the Cape on a Friday afternoon. Don't mm. do it. Well, no, leave at like Friday morning, maybe. Leave at like six thirty. Well, there's only two bridges, right? <laughs> to get into the Cape. I don't know. Yeah, two or three, but yeah, it's, it, it's around a Connecticut, I always find it picks it's like rough. And then, uh, wait, Connecticut? Am I thinking of the right place? I might be thinking of traveling to New York. Well, if you go through Hartford. Right, yeah, to get yeah. to the Cape. Or to get to New York. No, you don't go to fucking Hartford to go to the Cape. Right, no, I'm thinking of New York. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking better of... Not um, be. <laughs> yeah, my mind's mixed up. I'm thinking of um, when you go to... Like, you get to that one-lane traffic as well. It's annoying. Oh, yeah. And you get you get backed up forever. Yeah. Hey, listen, I love the Cape. I'm actually going to the Cape. I can't. I'm not going to say when because it's a secret. Are you? Am I coming? No. Damn it. You are not coming. Of course, uh, just I'm not. a few of us are going. We're going to go to the Cape. We're Ron doesn't love me. Good time. I like the Cape. I like the Cape a lot. 
Yeah, it's great. Uh, We've talked about P-Town and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, weather's been weird. So, I don't know. Snow's been weird. Uh, what Sean talks about, uh, Buckley's brother, uh, Kellen, lives in uh, Austin, is telling us the same thing. The snow is just funky down there. I don't know what's going on. It could be all the aluminum. Definitely aluminum is the main base chemical in the chemtrails. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to uh, maybe dive into that a little bit more. But uh, whatever we get for snow, like I started to say, now they say they're going to get a foot in Boston, and now we're going to get less. So every time they say that we're going to get a foot, we typically will get three to four inches. We've been on the cusp right. of it for a couple of years now. We yeah. miss it, which is really nice. Watch it end up being 80 degrees or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's the opposite of what they say. So if they say one thing, it's the other. So yeah. when, they, when they get quiet about it, prepare. All I know is that's a job I want because you never have to be right. Not anymore, you don't, yeah. ever. Yeah. That's I true. like the weather girls. I think the weather girls, I mean, I think they purposely <laughs> seek out the hottest meteorologists. Definitely in like uh, Latino, oh my God. Latina communities. Have you noticed all the the like news anchors and weather chicks in those in the Latina broadcasting community? It's like all hot chicks with big bosoms. Yes. <laughs> What's going on? Or as they say, see, si. see, si, senor. Why can't we get that in the states? I think our local we just get some old wrinkly men. I think man. our local weather ladies are pretty nice looking. Shout out to the MUI weather ladies. I don't watch the news. I don't watch the. News. I watch. I just I turn it on in the morning. The only weather see. I check is I go on the weather app on my phone. Well, that works. That's about it. it or I go on, outside, and it depends on <laughs> yeah, right. It depends on which app you use. Yeah, because AccuWeather and Weather Channel app, you know, they're never the same. It's like I either I either check the the app or I get off my lazy ass from eating food and watching television, doing what else? Who knows? And I go outside, and I look around, and I say, "Huh, is it raining? Is it snowing? Or is it sunny?" Yeah, that. Well, that's what I say. You want to know how much snow we got? Okay, when the snowstorm's over, go out on your deck and see what you got. Okay, enough about the weather. Weather's messed up. It's going to continue to be messed up. I hope it's not like last June and July where it rained every day. Especially the holidays. You notice the holiday weekends it, always rain. July 4th. Mm. Rain for three days whenever, on July 4th. Whenever weekend. the civilians want to have fun. Oh, yeah. But anyway. Well, we weren't allowed no. to get together. Civilian. You know, we were able to maybe if we got vaccinated, we could have went and had hot dogs. <laughs> I think that's, well, at least until, as Ron would say, midterms. A lot of the stuff is dying down before that. Yeah, we're gonna get into that a little but, bit. But uh, so, what do we got for current events? I don't. Okay, we got a lot to much. go, so let's hit it. Let's hit it. One thing that I find interesting, and we're not gonna get too deep into it, but I think it has a cabal connection. <gasps> what is the one thing that we're noticing coming out of Hollywood now and across the country? Actors, producers, directors screenwriters, musicians, all dying mysteriously, mm. going bye-bye. Mm. So let's bring up the one that's in the news right now because I think this could be, it's just a really interesting case in how, in how this whole thing has evolved. Bob Saget. So we're talking about Bob Saget. Oh, okay. I guessed right. Bob Saget was from Full House. I always thought that guy was a little creepy myself. Mm. You know, I did. I always thought Bob Saget was a little creepy. I kind of wondered <laughs> if there was anything going on with those little girls on Full House. Mm. Just always nice. thought that. Just always thought that. But uh, but anyways, he was doing a stand-up comic tour, right? Did a show. Went back to his hotel room. And they found him dead. Okay, so how the story first came out. <laughs> yeah. The next day. They found him dead in bed and apparently of a 
heart attack. Yeah. Which made sense at the time because Wait. he because he had done a post like a day or two days before where he said, oh, I'm fully vaccinated. I'm boosted. I got the flu shot. I got this shot. I got that shot. And he was kind of making fun of it, right? What do you got, Sean? Uh, two months earlier, he gave an interview and he says, in a couple of months, I'm going to be find, found dead in a bed. He did say that. Maybe yeah. he knew. Yep. Now we're finding out. Maybe it, he was it, getting sacrificed. Well, Either that mm-hmm. or he was being silenced. Silenced. Because because Silence, uh, we won't we'll touch on that in a second. But but now we're hearing how his family is suing to keep the autopsy results from being made public. Mm-hmm. And of course, they can do whatever because it's already out. But they're saying they're saying that he died from blunt force trauma to his head. Yeah, I had heard that. Right. Well, remember the first early stories we heard that uh, he might have been jumping in his bed and hit the ceiling <laughs> did, and cracked did know, his skull? Right. He had a brain bleed. <laughs> Who does yeah. that? Yeah. Especially at that age. How yeah. old was he? So, 50, 60? <laughs> You're not jumping in the bed. Come on. Yeah. Okay. But now they're saying blunt force trauma appears to be uh, equivalent to getting hit in the head with a baseball bat a few times. Of course, we don't know how true that is. I mean, to die from blunt force trauma, you really got to be fucking hit, and you got to be bleeding a lot. Yeah. Like, you're not... It, jumping on the bed and hitting your head on what? The ceiling? The chandelier? Right, the but I'm light? saying, why did it go from heart attack to that? Mm. Wow. Because it made more sense when it was heart attack, but then, okay, what did all the conspiracy theorists say? And I'm kind of lumping myself in and on this. Well, so it goes... He out- was vaxxed. Yeah, yeah. So we know that vax people are having hard issues. This is no longer a secret. Right. But this is all part of all the agenda that they're trying to keep quiet, but it's getting out there. A lot of heart issues associated with vaxxed people. Well, did you see the thing my brother posted? Sorry, Sean. Oh, okay. Um, But you follow him. I think you actually might have liked his post, but there was the Irish uh, thing that came out. There was the the news headlines. It was like attributing heart attacks to all the soccer players. It might have been a joke, but it's funny. To the whistles being extra scary. Oh, yeah. yeah, They get scared into having heart attacks. Like, what is that? Yeah, Yeah, that makes zero sense. You look at all the excuses that they're coming up with now. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. What were you going to say? I'm just going to say that. So to the mainstream media, they got the narrative out. They got the the headline they wanted that he he died of a heart attack. They're not listening to anymore. They've heard what they want to hear. and, And they're just blocking out what they don't want to hear. So we're, yeah. we're, we're hearing, yeah, he had blunt force trauma. That's not being talked about in the in the um, entertainment circles to the public. So right. they have, you know, he died of a heart attack. Right. And then there's this other comedian. I forget her name, but you'll see it and you can find it easily. DC Drano posted it. A typical liberal Oh, this one's it. been everywhere. I forget her name. Yeah, it's current. But like this lady's up on stage. I think it's the comedy club in LA or something like that. And she she's, was at um, the improv. Yeah. And she, is that in New York, LA? It could be either. And she's talking about, oh, like I'm vaxxed, uh, double vaxxed, boosted. I also have the, the shingles vax, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. And a flu shot. And this and that. And she the, she, fu- she passes out in the middle of saying all this. Well, she and says, oh, and, right I'm, over. and I'm still having my period. And Jesus is, yeah, I'm still having my period. And Jesus hasn't like done me in yet. And, and then she passes the fuck out and falls and down. And, Which, what, <laughs> and yeah. what was interesting was that the crowd thought it was part of the bit because yes. they were all laughing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And like, we're not like. Like, this isn't a win for anyone. Like, that's terrible. Like, no. obviously, we want her to be okay. We don't want anything bad to have happened to her, but just, like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. It's The irony is, like, something beyond belief, Yeah, in my opinion. Okay, so what is the one thing that we do know about Bob Saget? 
His but, name was on the uh, Epstein flight logs. Yep. To Lolita oh, on the Lolita. Oh yeah, Express. there's a lot more here. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so my question, my question is, uh, there's some conspiracy rumors out there that Saget has been cooperating in investigations and has been talking. We can't confirm that. We're not saying it's true. Just saying it's out there. Uh, was he silenced? Because he comes right in under all the other situations of people that were either on the Lolita Express, which is the Epstein plane, right, to Epstein's Island, or people that were under suspicion of any type of pedophilia or human trafficking, mm. uh, sex crimes, whatever. Not saying Bob Saget was, mm -hmm. but it's undeniable that he is on the flight logs of the Lolita Express. So, makes you kind of go... Huh. Right, and then we right. also see that thing with Alec Baldwin, too, where we know he's on the, the flight logs as well, yeah. um, and he has that whole thing where he kills someone. I mean, obviously, he's not being silenced, but it's might be a kind of way of like... Not yet. Well, not yet. It might be a kind of way of like, you know, turning the public against him. There's a way crazier like story there with the, the woman who... He shot and her father in the hunt for Red October. She looked down that. That's crazy. When the there connection. is a little bit of a rabbit hole associated yeah. with that shooting. Now it's coming out that they're saying he may not have pulled the trigger. I don't know. Right. He had the gun in his hand. She's dead. <laughs> well, so. so so what about Epstein's buddy there um, who was in, sitting in prison over in Europe? All right. Well, that was <laughs> the evolution of the discussion. The yeah. agent model? So the no. model agent. Sorry. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. So 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 this is uh, was going to tie this into the Bob Saget thing, right? Yeah. So so we have we have the newest thing is this uh, what was his name, Jean Luc Brunel, right. yeah, which was an Epstein associate, rumored to have set Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell up with thousands of young ladies yeah. under the guise of he was a owned a modeling agency okay now keep in mind for full disclosure he had not been convicted of anything but he was be he was being held in a france prison pre-trial yeah. right mm -hmm. so his stuff hasn't gone to trial yeah. just so happens a few days ago this guy ends up being hung in his hung in his jail cell, and the cameras aren't working. And conveniently, the cameras are not <laughs> operating. And we also see that hanging. That's like a um, specific style uh -huh. of death right. that happens to people that are directly tied into the uh, elite cabal Illuminati shit. This is how you see them go out. This is kind of like a way that other people know that they were kind of taken out by. The elite. So, so um, with regards to this, as it seems to be coming together in Ghislaine Maxwell, so we kind of preface a lot of things about slave, slave master type. There's a hierarchy to all this. Um, there's those that believe that like Epstein is the guy pulling the strings. He's not. Oh. It's Ghislaine. Middle management, maybe. G Ghislaine and well, Ghislaine's dad goes back to Israel. This goes back to Mossad. There's a much bigger picture on the trafficking, and he goes back to Germany pre-World War II, and there's quite a history back there. So this this part of it um, goes through Israel um, before it gets to the United States in many years. And the money behind this is a guy from Ohio, Les Wexner. Um, Les Wes Wexner, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know, there's that $500 million, and Epstein ends up with it because he's a finance manager, investor, and so forth. But 
they get a you got to follow the rabbit trail back to west um back to uh to to israel because that's where okay so galay maxwell's father was mossad was and yeah. the theory was that galay maxwell was actually epstein's handler Yes, correct. Uh, that that Glenn Maxwell yeah. is also Mossad, which which if that is the case, I don't know why she's still sitting in a jail. But <clears throat> excuse me, have we actually seen her in a jail from the beginning? We, we haven't we, seen anything from her. We, we no mugshots, no mugshots, no only, cameras in the trial. Only, okay, well, okay, uh, pictures, so drawings of the trials. Right. Okay, so you're not allowed to have cameras on a federal, federal trial. trial. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So Just for the conspiracy theorists that always ask but that. I think it's also important to remember, like, people that are in, like, heavily in the public eye, they're not the ones really running the show. And that's something uh, you should remember. People need to remember, right. like, Epstein, um, like, all these Fauci people, uh, whatever. They're, they're not push- the ones. They're middle management at best. And even mm-hmm. even Ghislaine's family is going to be lower level, but it finds its way back to Germany yet again. Mm-hmm. And that's where I will continue to talk about the Israeli connection to all this. Because um, we started with the with these series. When I started in these, kind of with an umbrella um, picture, mm-hmm. a larger overview of things where watch Israel first, and, and it was the Jews aren't who they say they are, first of all, and that right. they've come in and acquired the identity of a group of people, and they've spread out from there, and they seem to have spread out. Um, they've come from Germany, and they operate from the center um, of Germany as well. Now, the other interesting thing is that uh, there's a connection to, um, oh, what is it, Bob, Robert Maxwell, the father in the Ukraine. And I don't know much more than that, but he's connected. He was connected uh, to the Ukraine, and in, when he died, um, he had acquired quite an empire in, in over in uh, England with regards to the news media, um, right. and, and even acquired oh, yeah. one of the new um, one of our publications here. I'm trying to see what it was. Was he tied? Was he tied into Reuters? I'm not saying he was. No. Um, just... I don't know. Well, he the New York Daily News he he owned at the end. The um, Macmillan Book Publishing was his. He acquired quite an amassed an empire. Um, again, you follow the money, and it just doesn't really make sense what he started with. But his connection and that family connection was prior to World War II. Did he come from humble beginnings? They, they say they do, but they don't. <laughs> a lot of these, they say they do. Yeah, no, they, we're, we're going to do a whole thing on that. Because they make yeah. it look like they did, but they don't. They yeah. prop them up, and there's yeah. money and resources well, they yeah. have. Yeah. Right. But there's there's more to this. And that trafficking thing is not going to go away because there's so much more to this. Um, they can't stop with that. It's the number one industry it's the number one industry, illicit industry in the world. It surpasses drug trafficking. It surpasses war. It surpasses uh, arms dealers. Human trafficking is the number one highest money making industry in this world. Right. Now, you're never going to see those numbers. You're never going to hear it come out in the mainstream media. Uh, I follow a lot of uh, trafficking pages because I'm, you know, obviously we're against that. And, and, and the trafficking is tied into the cabal. It is. It's tied in. And no doubt. And they control it. They control it. And this is why these are all. Look at Epstein. Epstein, <clears throat> Epstein had no place being a billionaire. Mm-hmm. It's not his money, and a lot of these folks, when they disappear off this planet, their money just goes away. It just, well, it, well, it gets handed out. It gets handed, it handed back up to where it came from. Yeah. I think we're yeah. gonna start seeing more of the um, human trafficking coming out on the mainstream side of things. Uh, you're already kind of seeing weird stuff with, like, I don't know if you've seen this. You probably have with like what the Harvey Show and um, 
the Ellen show where they have guests on, right? And they're like talking about this cream. I remember this on the Ellen show. They're like, oh, what's this cream that you're using that's like keeps you so young and fresh? And they're like, oh, well, it's this and this and this. Was that the semen cream? Well, it's like, what? Well, what's the main ingredient in this cream? And it's like, oh, foreskins from the babies of of Korean children. Yeah, they're trying to get ahead of this. It's happened on the Harvey, the heart. What's that show? The the black dude, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Oh, Steve Steve Harvey's a bad dude. Look, you gotta look into that guy. Similar happened. Okay, okay. So So I feel like you're gonna start to see this stuff kind of. Try to creep out. Um, They're trying to know, damage into control the, on into it. the mainstream elite stuff, similar yeah. to the normalization of pedophilia, because That's what they want to slowly yeah. start normalizing it right. and then bringing it into the public eye and acting like it's okay. Which so it's a slippery skin s- from Korea, Korean babies like. Yeah, there's that's... something shady going on there. Okay, so so let's let's look at this. Just say it, Steve Harvey. Yeah. Steve Harvey, another rags to riches story. <sighs> he comes out. Oh, I was sleeping in my car and had fifteen dollars when yeah, I got no. the call. Yeah, right, right. shit you did. Right. Okay, so uh, yeah, that's freaky. That's so. Real so freaky. let's get some clarity here. The, the <clears throat> trafficking. It gets covered under trafficking. What's really going on is um, sacrificial ceremonies. The, the, the trafficking is just how they acquire. Um, the kids or the adults for these ceremonies. Um, there's ritual um, killings. There's blood drinking. This is this cannibalism. And, and the word cannibal comes from two words. It's Canaan. We've talked about this. The Canaanites, where this origins are originates from. In Baal, the god Baal, they worship. That's where the word cannibal comes from. Right. And so they. This is from their roots, from their origins, as we're going to paint later, as we're showing you this goes to Israel, it goes to Germany, and we've talked about Attila the Hun and Genghis Kong. And Just the brotherhood of the snake. Right, brotherhood but of the, the, snake. the cannibalism yep. thing, too, it's like when we think about cannibalism, we always think about these, like, archaic tribes or civilizations, right? So it's hard to it's hard to realize that that's still okay. going on in, in now, in contemporary styles. So, but, so, so when we think about, say, like Mayans, for example, right? Yeah. Where we know they're very sacrificial and doing a bunch of crazy shit okay. uh, and all of that. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard for people to make that connection that this kind of stuff, even from ancient Egyptian Babylonian times or whatever, right. or, is still going on today because it seems almost fantastical in the sense that, like, well, this happened in these ancient dead civilizations. Well, they, so there's there no when people talk about this, there's no way this is going on now. Right. I, I agree, so, but so it, it you refer back to ancient times. That's where this originates from, and that's my point. Back to we have the genetics in the world. There's three genetic lines, um, and we've kind of started painting the picture here of how we've got to this point. That is their heritage. It goes back through. We're talking. We're going to Israel, to Germany, and we've we've worked around that area of time and a little forward, and we'll go back some. But you'll see that they are the ones that came out of those indigenous tribes and out of the jungle. That's where oh, yeah. they come from. How they got to this point. Oh yeah. I, and yeah. and so, you know, I talked earlier in one of the episodes about uh, Genghis Khan and Tilda Han, how they developed this warfare and they basically acquired their enemy's identity, and that's what we're seeing now. But they they go back to these these people who lived. Um, in in these communities that were tribal type people that look like we do now in the world, but they they are holding to their ancient roots, which go back to Babylon, back to Canaan. That's a right. practice that they've never gotten away with. Right, and then people um, they'll be like, well, w- well, where is this happening? Well, where is this going on? Well, right. hold hold on. First of all, think about there's a vast majority of land up 
above ground mm-hmm. where they could possibly do this and estates and properties like that. But people also don't know about like all the underground shit, all the deep underground bases, all the tunnels, all the stuff, all the, the layers underneath New York City or London that or go down very far. Cargo. Right. Or, or they don't know about the transportation routes of truckers that go throughout the United States. It's like. That well, that's probably where it's going. So one on, of, you one know? of the underground. Reasons, one of the reasons for the endless wars is that what goes missing. One of the things that happens is the the population of the kids go missing, and it's just the fog of war. It's it's they were consumed by the war. They're dead. Blah blah blah. They're they're picked up in large numbers, and there's no accountability for them. So we have something emerging now in this country. We don't know how many migrants are here. Now think about this. We don't know how many are coming in. They're not vaccinated. Now they're not right. going to want these individuals vaccinated if they're consuming them in various ways and doing rituals with them that involve the consumption of their bodily fluids or whatever they're not going to want them vaccinated and they're immune from vaccination we don't have track of them they can go missing at any time in vast numbers now in the united states and they've done this throughout the world this is not new not to mention the babies that are born with no record no birth certificates absolutely none yeah this is what they want because these kids what are you talking about this kid never existed Right. You know what I mean, and th- and this prove is me where, otherwise. Now, I don't <laughs> like, want to get too deep. I yeah. don't want to get too deep into this because we're kind of going off Julia on a tangent. Who? Yeah. Going off on a little bit of a tangent because we, we will be covering this because we're well, we giving, cover it. We cover it. We're giving everybody Frequently. an idea of what's going on. We're kind of starting out at modern times and working our way backward. backwards. Yeah. All right. So uh, how do we I get think this it's back? E- I think it's easier for people to understand that. It but is. but let's get back to the whole the whole uh, thing with the Epstein thing, right? <clears> and now his buddy is. Found hung in a jail cell with no cameras. Okay, that's sketchy. That's where we were. That's sketchy because I saw reports online from uh, reputable, well, I don't know, reputable news <laughs> yes. sources, right. that he had actually tried to commit suicide on several occasions yeah. before. Yeah. So, But it all boils down to these people are in custody uh, uh, under the authorities. Mm-hmm. So... These people know a lot of information, and Bob Saget probably knew a lot also. Right. Uh, like what's going on in Hollywood, you know, and all this. And, and now we're hearing stories coming out about Hugh Hefner. We're not getting into that tonight. We will touch on it on a later date. But are these people being silenced? This is what I think, because it all goes down to the movie Casino. Remember the movie Casino in the very end where they basically wiped everybody out? They wiped everybody out, and then there was a question about that one guy named Andy who ran, who who actually helped uh, line up all the casinos. And he said, "Well, what about him?" And one guy said, "Oh, he's a marine. He's never going to say nothing. He's going to do this." And then they go over to Primo and they go, "Primo, what do you think?" He goes, "Ah, why take a chance?" And this is exactly what they're doing. They're not taking any chances. They're getting rid of anybody that's in custody one way or another, which makes me wonder, why is Ghislaine Maxwell not hung herself or been suicided yet? But there's no news about her. Mm-mm. It's like a total media blackout well, with her. What really came out of that? You know what I mean? I mean, she got what? She got tried. She got found guilty of five out of six accounts. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Did and, anything else come out of that? Okay, like, so it's no, like no big names were revealed, really. I mean, because they've been sealed. That was part of the any, deal. Yeah, it's yeah, been it's redacted. Yeah. So yeah. it's like that's probably why she's still alive. So time will tell if it's if they're actually cooperating or not. Um, I know that there's something out there that also that's discussed is they're given ultimatums with regards to um, their situation and what they've done. How they want to go the suicide weekends. 
you know, do yourself in and, and save your reputation type of thing, or we'll take care of it for you. And um, so it's going to prevent us present itself here at some point um, as to what's really going on. Yeah, I think they so. give them the opportunity to take themselves out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give you a prime example of that. Uh, when Hitler discovered that Erwin Rommel knew yeah, about yeah. Uh, Operation Valkyrie and knew that Stauffenberg was involved in that, even though Rommel, who was not a member of the Nazi party, Rommel came from a long line of aristocratic German soldiers. Okay. So, Richard, you and again, so just to paint a picture here. Did not believe in, really did not believe in some of the things he knew that they were killing the Jews. Right. Did not agree with that. Right. But. He was a general. He was a, well, field marshal, uh, but a general. And he was doing his job because that's what everybody in his family did was their job. Well, the problem is, is he knew about this coup attempt and he didn't alert anybody to it. So he was basically, I'm not getting involved, but I'm not going to stop you either. Mm-hmm. When that was discovered, the Gestapo went to his home and basically gave him an ultimatum. You can do the honorable thing. You can commit suicide. We'll say it was something else. They won't say it because the, the the fact that he committed suicide that didn't come out till later on, right? Yep. We'll you will have an honorable death. You will have a state funeral, and, and I mean he had a massive state funeral, and your family will be taken care of from this point forward. Yep. And even though the Nazis allegedly lost World War II. Well, let's say the Germans lost World War II, the Nazis didn't. Nazis did. Right. So his family probably to this day is still being financially supported by the Fourth Reich. Just just a theory. Right. Because yeah. he did have a son. He had a son named Manfred. But just just that's my point. They said, or you can fight us on this. We'll take you out and we will destroy your family. Right. That was the choice he, he was given. Who's to say that? This modern cabal, which I say is the Fourth Reich, which, which if it's not in total control, is a major portion of it, mm-hmm. could be the actual military uh, wing of the cabal, mm-hmm. the Fourth Reich, as we, as we describe it in some of our podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're the ones that are going out and telling these people, giving them ultimatums. Yeah, so both sides You're going to take it. yourself out, yep. or we're going to do it for you. Right. But if you take yourself out, all your wealth will be transferred to your family you know that they're taking their cut if you if you don't go out that way we're going to take everything and we're going to kill everybody in your family i mean put in that position what would you do if you knew either way you were going to die jesus as your savior if you were going to die what is the choice that you would make you have to ask yourself that question yeah so consider i'd go guns blazing honestly consider this that may be being offered on two different sides so under the devolution and that uh, um, there, there's two sides playing out, two military sides here, two operations that are playing out. One is more public than the other. One's completely in the public and one is actually hidden. Um, and they may be, both sides may be approaching. You may be asked to make that same kind of a decision and cutting a deal. Um, and you have to, you have to decide what side you think is going to win. I mean, I think that the elites have their. I'm pretty sure they get their own private military. Oh God, yes. for sure. Like yeah. they have our mil- well, well, they have our military. Yeah, they do, but I think they are. You know, I think they have their own private like mercenary military. Like, well, they when would you're have talking that too. About the Rockefellers, yeah. when they did that whole Colorado yeah. thing, and they had right. mercenaries. And then you go to contemporary times, and you see like uh, 
all these kind of unmarked uh, military police-esque people going to the protests and breaking them up and stuff. And even like when the BLM, BLM riots and protests were happening, see these military style people dressed in all black going and so Obama, instigating certain. Okay. You talked remember, about that. Well, hold like, on. Remember when they were picking people up off the street back during the Antifa and BLM things? There was actually videos of it. Yeah. They were picking people off the street. No name tags. Right. No badges. No identification. But dressed in militia style. Just tactical gear, driving minivans, unmarked vehicles, and they were going around and they were rounding up people. And I remember one video, who are you? Who are you? Don't worry about who we are. All right, right now. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Alex Jones really did. He exposed the agent provocateurs in protesting oh, like situations. Yeah, we'll but look like, at the FBI in January, uh, January 6th. Right, and like so it's no doubt in my mind that they, they probably have a whole militia. All right, so private military, ex, you know, beyond the the U.S. military. That's a good example to Ronnie's point because, as someone who was listening to the Q post at the time that was going down, which we were kind of giving you a heads up on what what was happening. So those unmarked vehicles, it was some vans and such, and the storyline that was coming out was watch them because Trump is using the, our military, a branch of it that's somewhat um, covert. And they're going to come in there and they're going to pull strategic people out of these positions and they're going to do so. So they're going to lose their base of operation, their um, ability to proceed and what they were going to do because they were dropping off um, pallets of bricks and yeah, things yeah, and yeah. blocks and stuff. And so they were they were going in there and pulling out the leaders and they were trying to figure out where it was coming from, who's doing this. And I remember some of the... Uh, liberal media if you read between the lines they're like what was that what just happened because they were watching it be dismantled before their eyes and they weren't accomplishing what they were set out to accomplish and uh, if you the the Q's posts were describing what was going on and so there was this this branch of of of, uh, enforcement law there were federal law agents that were doing this and that's there were just many many um situations that occurred over a four-year period where this was what was going on that's why i'm so uh, hardened on the the position of the two different uh, military operations that are going on, one in, in private, one not so much. and Because in real time for almost four years or, or two and a half years, they had the opportunity to watch it firsthand, develop and, and see it on the news um, that it occurred and looking for those things now too to see how they're, they're okay, going so on. Okay, so I think you'll find whatever branch of government we have. Okay, so we have a government, but we know that we have a shadow <laughs> government. Right. We know we have a military. I'm a firm believer we have a shadow military. Right, right. right. So People that don't have to be held accountable for anything. Now, we already know we have black sites. They call them black sites. And those are are off-grid prisons and torture centers that are not on American soil where anything goes. Right? So, so, and it's the same thing for this, let's just call it the shadow military mm-hmm. or mercenaries, like Buckley says, that are able to do whatever to whoever, whenever, and nobody's going to be held accountable. Right. Who else pulled that? And we're going to get into this. Obama. No. Vladimir Putin. Oh, Putin. Yeah. Right. Putin. Let's jump into Ukraine just a little bit. All right, can I say okay. one thing before we do that? Um, I have one thing to say, too. Th- okay, there's many levels of the shadow government, and one of it is actually 
Um, it, it's, it was passed by Congress after World War II. As, it's called COG, Continuity of Government. So every one of your, your officials, from your senators to your president, vice president, all those elected positions, there is a counterpart that exists that's not elected, it's appointed. Continuity of a government, when you hear COG, is that second layer of government that exists below the surface, and it was put there by Congress. And one of the things that's been happening over, over recent times is that second layer is the one that's operating the country. You're just seeing the other ones put before you, but it, right. it's there legitimately. There's layers beyond that, but that's continuity of government. If you hear it's COG, that's what COG is so in the United I, States. My quick thing was just uh, going off of what Ron said is like, yeah, uh, you said black sites? Yes. Yeah, so we also got to think about black uh, black projects, you know, oh, yeah. that go on in the military as well as black space projects as well. And this uh, unaccountability of millions and millions and millions of dollars that the government has just lost and has apparently gone to these trillions. black projects. Is it 20 trillion. Trillions yep. of dollars that's gone to all these black projects and right. probably also black sites as well. Who knows? But, you know. When the Something number to just consider. Okay, okay, so let's just remind people a little bit of past history. The day before 9-11, 9/11 yep, Donald Rumsfeld was going to go uh, in front of a, some Senate committee or whatever from the Pentagon and explain then. to them, oh, I thought it was $23 trillion. No, it was about 10 then. It's like 20 now, but it was like 10. Anyways, it's a big yeah. number. Big number. Trillions of dollars magically disappeared. And then all of a sudden... There was never testimony because they got hit by... Yeah, a, we got 9-11 the next day or two days later. So, yep. so yeah, uh, have we heard anything about that since then? Mm-mm. Negative. <laughs> we haven't heard anything. No. Okay, so so let's get into... Uh, let's segue into Ukraine. Now, there's a lot of conspiracy theories based around Ukraine. Uh, we're not going to get too deep into it, but I think it makes sense to... Uh, Russia has invaded. Kind, kind of get into it. No, I haven't seen that. No, I know. No, uh, no, I no, 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 no. You haven't seen no. that? Use now, Crimea as an example. Well, we, we hear that they've already invaded multiple times right, right. okay so back when back when the russians took over the crimea and we know why they wanted the crimea the crimea is a strategic location it's on the black sea it has uh, deep water ports for russian uh warships right uh possibly even submarines and putin's excuse back then was that they were ethnic russians so that uh they they wanted russia to take them over which is another parallel to what we're going to talk about in a minute but remember the reports back then when they said that these military guys were coming in uh unmarked no markings uh different colored uniforms interesting no insignias no, nothing. Mm-hmm. And Putin was like, no, those, those aren't my guys. That must be a militia. How about the UN? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so we're going to get into that, that fits in the, like ne- that in the whole next story. Private military stuff. The United yeah. Nations military. The That's sh- it. The shadow military of the Russian army. <laughs> yeah. So they pulled that. They pulled that already in the Crimea. So what's happening now? Now, now let's get into like. Uh, now, I'm not a like military scholar uh, by any stretch, but I've studied a lot of it over the years, right? So uh, let's get into a little bit about what we do know. So we know that uh, allegedly Putin is poised to invade Ukraine. Okay, Allegedly. Allegedly. So I think he's trying to be drawn into it. And, and I think there's, there's some pretty good reasons why Biden is trying to either trick Putin, which I don't think Biden is capable of doing. Putin is not a dummy. And for and for other disclosure, it's been reported on many sites that in actuality, 
Vladimir Putin is the richest man in the world. Ah. Richest individual in the world. Outside the cabal? Out, outside the cabal, outside of regular <clears throat> corporations or anything like that. Maybe. He actually runs a criminal empire. Putin runs the country of Russia like you would run a well-oiled organized crime machine. I was going to say Wendy's, but... Okay, so... So anyway, so so Putin is poised to invade. This is the story we're being fed into mainstream media. We hear it every day. He's invading, he's invading, he's invading. This is what Putin's saying. These there's there's several contested regions. One is the Donetsk. I'm not probably not pronouncing that right. Uh, Donetsk and Luhansk areas of Ukraine that Putin is saying uh, that these are ethnic Russians. They want us to come in and help them to protect them, right? These these countries want to be independent states. Putin just announced that he's forming up whatever committees and paperwork that's going to get written up that is going to acknowledge these regions as independent sovereign nations. And when they do that, Putin is going to have hit and then they can ask the Russians to come in and protect them from the Ukrainian aggressors. So we've been hearing reports that there's been fighting going on over there. Ukraine military has been been shelling these these uh, disputed regions. Right. And so now I think this is Putin's in. I think this is how he's going to get in and he's not going to look like the bad guy because these people are being attacked by Ukraine, right? They want protection from somebody because they can't do it on their own. So they're asking Russia to come in and back them up. This is Putin's in to actually not be an invader, but a protector. But and once though? he comes in, once he comes oh. in as a, well, no. It's it's going to be an invasion because these countries are not their own country. These these disputed regions are part of Ukraine. Right? Yeah, but how do we even know any of this is actually going okay? On? So let you me just I mean? comment well, we on this. Other than what the mainstream media so is telling this, us, this right. went and down. This is where I oh, sorry, go ahead. This went down four years ago, the same way with Crimea. Yes. It's exactly the same headlines. He's invading the, the same um, narratives out of the mainstream media. And I had an opportunity to meet a woman who just had left Crimea. She was in her 70s and asked her what was the truth going on there. And the truth was nothing. They wanted Putin's protection. They wanted him to do what he did. So this is playing out the same way. I'm presuming it's the same scenario. It's the but same. But like, conditions. how do we know it's not just a, a bunch of complete horseshit propaganda? Like, we don't. I, I, I mean, can I just. Saw, I've seen videos where people are saying like, "Oh, you, oh, Russia invaded. They, they supposedly invaded, and they're showing videos around them walking around where supposedly right. Russia has invaded, and it's like nothing happened. I mean, how do we know that this is not a bunch of horseshit? Like, it's like the same thing with COVID when in China. When all these people are dropping down the streets, it's like you, you could easily oh, no, mass produce no. those videos that's and why put I, them out to I, scare people. That's you know why I, I mean? offered like, to you like, that well, the woman from Crimea, because I was told, you know, she had just left there and she told me what was going on. I'm just saying this is playing out the same way. I would presume it's close to the same storyline here. I mean, it feels like it just fits it. Like when you're talking about that Alfred Pike guy. 
We're yeah. talking about World War One, World War Two, World War Three. But World War Three, none of that's happening the way it's supposed to. The first two went by well, the numbers. Well, yeah, but like, who's not to say this isn't like a preemptive uh, propaganda strike to try and pull Russia or, or or pull the public eye of the United States and the Western world into, you know, this idea that we need to start some sort of World War Three with like Russia or Ukraine. Yeah. Okay, let me let me touch on that. Yeah, do it. Uh, I I think it's total horseshit. I agree yeah. with you. Okay. I think it's total horseshit. I think what we're being told in the news is horseshit. They have this video of, of uh, these satellite photos of this alleged invasion force, which is not a big enough force to pull any invasion. And, and what did Biden say in his speech? And, and, it, and it just it made me laugh. <laughs> They're bringing blood to the front. They're bringing blood and plasma. Now, you're not going to do that unless you plan to invade and you know you're going to have casualties. Okay. Blood and plasma is the new aluminum tubes, is mm. the new yellow cake. Okay. These, these, it's the new WMDs. This is horseshit. I don't think we have any anything to go on because all we're getting is mainstream media. Bucky right. brought up a good point there, and, and I've seen some of the videos also of these uh, of these regions that are in question, Donetsk and uh, Luhansk. So they're they're interviewing the people there, and they're like, "Hey, you know, if, if anything happens, at least we know that Russia's going to be there for us, right?" But there's nothing going on right now. That's my point. I yeah, hope there's, nothing, there's nothing. There's no going invasion on. going on yeah. here, and the people want to be protected. Yeah. So they're living under fear that we yeah. don't know from from the UK. Okay, so, so now Ukraine. Now. A good point. I have something to bring up about because this reminds me. It's not exactly the same scenario, but it reminds me a lot of like the war on terrorism. Um, and, you know, when 9-11 happened and the war on terrorism happened, I was like 11, all right? So I was pretty young. Um, but also it's like we're going to take this foreign country and present them as being very barbaric and almost like, uh, you know, just just very bar uh, barbaric, brutal, and, and terrorism is happening here. It's kind of a country like I didn't know a lot about. I'm sure a lot of people that I knew didn't know jack shit about. It was way off. Some what country are you talking about? Just a Middle Eastern one, like the Saudi the Arabia whole war on terrorism, Iraq, right. uh, Afghanistan, yeah, uh, yeah, Syria, but if whatever you, you want to call. But it. just to your point, no, so this is this is my point right here. It's like. We're, we're putting this problematic thing that needs to be taken care of, and there's a big, giant war and problem going on in this far-off foreign country that nobody really knows anything about. They seem like barbaric people. Uh, it's, it kind of seems like they're doing the same thing in they like, are. Ukraine. It's like, it's exactly I don't know jack shit about Ukraine. I know some stuff about Russia. But it's like, oh, like this far off distant land is having this problem. And as we as Americans or Western society like don't know shit about it. So, oh, yeah, it's got to be like they're underdeveloped. They're, you know, uh, could be barbaric. We don't know. Russia's barbaric. Ukraine could be bar barbaric. Do you know what I mean? Ukraine is a modern country. This is, yeah, I know, but does U that Ukraine, you, Ukraine no, it is. is you get not, what I'm saying, though, kind of? Yes. Ukraine is not a third world country. Yeah, I know. But so, it's like a far off yeah. country. Or land that, that like, nobody knows anything about. No, exactly. you're right. So you're right. that's yeah. all the information that's coming from mainstream media. That is right. their storyline. They did it in 9-11. They did the Vietnam War. They did it with Kuwait. And that's what we have to separate us from is that mainstream media nonsense. Um, I don't watch it. I get my news from another source because they, they just keep sending that out. Like, for example, 9-11, it was the Saudis 
who are involved right. in that, okay? Yeah. But yet, Afghanistan and, and Iraq are what we went after. It made no sense when you look back into it. And knowing how this thing played out now, it's, the characters are different. But that's the problem where it, it gets – we go pump our gas and CNN is playing. We're in the airports and the news media is playing. It's everywhere in the background. And then we start absorbing it. It's like, oh, this is going – no, it's not going on. Um, take that out of your life entirely. Get better news sources and then be like, okay – that's what right. it's doing. So think, even folks like us, we get influenced by having that in the background and start forming opinions when we know better. Imagine they're they're speaking to an audience that they got to continually feed this stuff so they don't lose their grip on them. Right. Um, and then we find we get start getting sucked into it. So it's nowhere near as what they're saying. Yeah. And then you go back to the stuff when Biden was vice president. He's up there threatening the government of Ukraine. They have significant. Um, get into that a little bit. Because we're, you, we're just going to get into that. Yeah. The conspiratorial part of what is going on in Ukraine. We don't know for sure. I mean, I can't find out for certain. I know, like, Ghislaine's Maxwell, her dad had a connection to it. It comes up. Um, we know the Bidens, the crime family of the Bidens, are there making deals. They're getting kickbacks. It's safe haven. I've got to believe everything ends up going back to human trafficking. So it's got to be some kind of a trafficking hub, a significant trafficking okay, hub. Okay, so let me give you my theories. Uh, just some stuff that I've read or whatever. Okay, number one theory that I heard, what I thought was kind of interesting, is that the city of Kiev, Kiev, which now it's weird they're spelling it different, or whatever they're pronouncing it different. Yeah. But me growing up is always was Kiev, right? Kiev, yeah. So, so one of the conspiracy theories is, is that Kiev is where the cabal keeps secret uh, vaults of money, of information, of all their insurance policies, and that the cabal wants that destroyed. They want that evidence destroyed, and they want Biden, because Biden is part of the cabal, they want him to orchestrate that, draw Putin into a war, have them take out the city of Kiev and in turn get rid of all this hidden information. Do I think that's very accurate? I think it's kind of a long ways to go around doing something. I mean, you would think they'd be able to get that shit out on their own, right? Here's the other thing. We know there is a huge connection between Biden, Hunter Biden, and the Ukraine government, right? So, and and the oil company Burisma. Mm Mm-hmm. Burisma was paying Hunter Biden millions of dollars in consulting fees because they wanted access to his dad. Mm -hmm. That's not a conspiracy theory. Everybody knows that, right? Mm -hmm. So now they have this whole pipeline situation that's going on over there, right? That now they're threatening they want to shut that pipeline down. Uh, And I don't know if this one goes through Ukraine, but it's a Russian pipeline that feeds all of Europe. So if you shut this pipeline off that goes to Europe of natural gas, right, that's going to really crash the economy of Europe that's going on, right? Now, this is not even talking about the shit with Hunter Biden. Right. So so there's a Biden connection to this. He, he really shouldn't be in charge of doing anything. And you think Vladimir Putin is going to back down from Biden? No. Because right now, I think the position that Putin is in, it's a saving face position. Because if he doesn't go in, the whole world is going to say, well, Biden backed you down. You're not such a tough guy. 
Right. right? No, think about it, though. Yeah, I get so, that. So, it just sounds so, very ego-driven. In, it's all uh, fucking ego-driven, Buckley. But, all uh, the war is ego-driven. Uh, now, Putin is not going to sit back and made to be look like a pansy when all he's got to do is go in there just to these disputed regions and show them that it can be done and there's nothing that we're going to do about it. Okay. And, I, and I'll tell you what. And I'll tell you what. I don't know why there should be anything that we should be doing about it. This <laughs> is... No, or NATO. Uh, this Now, if they get into Ukraine and Ukraine asks us for protection, right. well, that's a different story. But this is not about Ukraine as a whole. This is about these disputed regions, right? Mm. If he goes in, what did we do when he went into Crimea? Oh, we're going to give you some sanctions. You think Putin gives two sanctions. shits about these sanctions? Right. And he sends Kamala Harris over there, which was a huge mistake. That bitch can't even go down to our southern border and get, Harris. and get that shit straightened She's out. Back. But right. he's sending her to avert a third world war. Right now, I, look, what the, the fuck is he thinking? The, the well, no, hold he... on. No, let me finish. Oh. So, so here's well, so here's the yeah, but Jesus. just hold on. Right. He Putin's gonna do what Putin does. Now, I was reading that back in the nineties, there was a there was an agreement that was hatched and signed between Russia. And either NATO forces or whatever, but it has happened in Germany that because Russia allowed German reunification, which in a sense they did through Gorbachev, right? That's when Gorbachev and Reagan were buddies and Reagan got up there and said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Well, you know, that wall came down, right? But I think there was, I think there was a bigger deal here. The deal was, yeah, I listen, think it's a big we agree well. we agree not to force our way into Ukraine. Ukraine is a big country. We agree to not try to infiltrate Ukraine through NATO because then you'll have a NATO force on your front door, right? Russia does not want to go through what they went through with Germany again. So right. the, there's talk that this agreement was hatched and that's what everybody agreed to. So now it now it's looking like we're going over, we're going back on our word on this agreement, which doesn't surprise me. The United States goes back on their word on everything. Look at what they did to the Native American Indians, right? So just an right. example. So now we're saying that this is why I say Putin is in a saving face position. He's got to do something. Eh. No, no, I mean in the eyes of people, mm. he's got to just Putin don't got to do shit. But, Look, but this here's is the what other I thing. Think. But this Putin, is what but, I think. Well, hold on. Putin has a legitimate bitch, though. Putin has a legitimate bitch. A bitch. He does not want Ukraine to be part of the European Union. He does not want the Ukraine to be part of NATO, right? Because they agreed that that wasn't going to happen like 30 years ago, right? Yep. So the whole thing is stemmed on us putting anti-aircraft missiles, like surface-to-air missiles, in Ukraine to combat anything that the Russians are going to do. It, it, so that's going to piss the Russians off, right? Makes sense. So the, the, other, uh, the other thing is, is that Putin, in my opinion, is trying to reunite the satellite countries that used to be the USSR, which was the Russian, the Russian, uh, Russian uh, what do they call it, Sean? Soviet state of Russia? The yeah, the, well, the Soviet states. The pr- previous the Soviet, Soviet states. states yeah. Not Russia. 
the Soviet states. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, this whole thing is kind of convoluted. I mean, and, I just think just, that we're, just we got to really... look at the bigger picture here, which is like, um, what? Did you have something else? Yeah, I did. I just think, I just think that Jesus. Well, I just think that. Well, I'm just trying to get my fucking point across. Yeah, I know. And I just, <laughs> and I just think that Putin uh, is going to do what Putin's going to want to do. And yeah, you he, already and said he's, that. And, okay, but he's going. He's going to. He's going to teach Joe Biden a lesson here. Yeah, you already said that too. Okay, whatever. Go ahead. Then. <laughs> I just think that, like, I get that. I just don't think it's as nitty gritty as you know. You're making it out to be like cut off this oil line. Uh, your <laughs> secret cabal information under here. Um, don't want them to be part of NATO. Like, we got to look at the big picture, which is like creating some sort of world crisis. Or some sort of world event that's going to push people in the world into the one world government. Okay. Like, I think that's what we're And there is another theory so think, here think that's about, about that. Think about right. this. And, but I just don't think, like, okay, so you're, you said you saw a pretty good um, theory about this whole information thing where, you know, Biden or the cabal wants people to infiltrate Ukraine to get rid of some information. I don't think that's. That I, I just, it just feels too minuscule to me. All right, well, because let's... one, hold on. Okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> because one, I mean, if they haven't already gotten that information out and have it backed up in some form somewhere else, like, then, no, that's not the point. Like, if they're not going to do this whole uh, conflict between a country to destroy some information. I mean, look, the Rockefellers themselves... It's been known that they're a state in Pontico, Pontico, some some state. They have an estate where they have three sub levels of Rockefeller information and documents alone. You know, all their own. So it's like I don't think you're gonna find that in one area. Um, did we I'm sorry ever if I made you out, upset, Ron. Did we ever find ma- out? Well, just sometimes I don't like to be interrupted. Well, but, I know, but you were talking but, for a while, and I wanted. I had a point. I'll fucking talk and, and for I think three Sean, fucking and I think hours Sean straight. Had if a I point want. too. What? I said I'll talk for three hours straight. If I, I know want. you will. That's why I like to okay, try and jump okay, in. But so, no, okay, hold on. Well, let me just tell you something. <laughs> oh, this is rough, right? What now. have we been hearing on the news that they're talking about all the time? Possible false flags. Right. Yeah, well, that's been going on since the so, insurrection. As a reason for Putin it's to invade. Insurrection. Quotation marks for yeah. Sean. To invade Ukraine. Right. Yeah. Same MO that Hitler used to invade Poland, right? right? So what else are we hearing now that's coming out in the news? War, And this came out in the news and it was on CNBC and it's been on other financial shows. We are concerned that the Russians may may use a cyber attack on the American power grid system. Yeah, well, we've been saying that for months. Right. Okay, but hold on. Again, hold on. And I don't think it's Russia. And this and this is this is another theory that they want Biden to get. No, I don't either. Yeah, right. I think it's us. Right. Well, it's, I think it's the, us. It's I think, the cult. I think it's the cult who's controlling Biden. Right. They're going to blame it on Russia. But it's going to exactly. not be Russia. It's they want to do because what has Klaus Schwab been talking about? Great Reset. The Great Reset. And we're going to have a power interruption, uh, some form of kill switch that's going to make COVID look like a minor disturbance. But exactly what you said, Buckley. They want to be able to blame the Russians for this. They want to take down our power grid 
to to force us into the Great Reset, to distract us from the unraveling COVID agenda that we've talked about multiple times, right? Okay, we already know this shit. I've said this multiple times on other shows, and I predicted it right down, Ron Stradamus, right down to the month. I said, you start watching February, March, that virus is going to cycle out. It's going to become, and they're going to start dropping mandates. You did say and, that. And, 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 and they're going to start phasing out the jabs. And they're going to phase out the jabs because without mandates, they can't force you to take the jab. Right. right? right. But just in time for these pharmaceuticals to come out with their new COVID pill. Okay. So, so, so that theory is that Biden wants us to get into a war with Russia. Yes. So that they can, so that they can take down our power grid and blame it on Russia. Do you remember that uh, text I sent you? Which one? I sent it to you this past week. All right. So oh, I, yes, yes, I yes, yes, Ron, yes. Which go ahead. Is, I don't know if Ron was edging me towards this or if he even remembered it. But I have a friend. No, no, I remember now. You know, and that was that is legit too. Okay, so I had a friend um, text me. Was like, "Hey, my sister's friend works in D.C. at a very big bank, um, and they had a meeting with the Federal Reserve and said that Russia was going to do a cyber attack on. I don't. They didn't spe- specify areas of the U.S. Whether it was specific areas or all of the U.S., but they were going to do a cyber attack and to have um, a have cash on hand and um, supplies of food. And this was the Federal Reserve that was telling them this. The person who worked at this bank um, had a meeting with the Federal Reserve and they told them this in D.C. Fed Reserve or Treasury? Federal Reserve. So that's the cabal. Federal Reserve is the cabal. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we know right. that. Okay. All um, right. So I don't believe anything that they're but saying. But I mean, to, to get to Ron's point of the, well, I don't know if it's his point, but it's my point, of the Great Reset, it's like in this whole cyber attack, yes, if uh, Russia invades Ukraine, you know, it'd be perfect start for World War Three. It'd be perfect uh, p- platform for them to then blame Russia for a cyber attack, which then would go into the Great Reset, which... You know the great if if they do if there is a cyber attack which won't be Russia in my opinion would be internal workings of the cabal like just think about how much chaos that would create you're not gonna have power you're not gonna have heat you're not gonna have um, you know communication between people internet lights all this stuff food shortages it this is like perfect um, ideology or 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 terms for the the great reset you know it's that whole chaos dystopian um environment that the great reset wants and i think something that honestly if this does happen i think something that you're gonna see this might be a buckley prediction or i probably heard it from somewhere else but when this happens and you know everyone's fucking pissed off and oh this is bad the government sucks this and that that i think you might even see debt they might wipe debt out during this period. Well, the well to that, get to get people to get the elites back in favor of the cabal. All right, you've heard of the term Jasara and Nasara. Mm-hmm. That is the and that is brought on by the cabal. Mm-hmm. That is part of the you will own nothing and you will be happy. They are going to make a deal with people. They're going to absolve you of all your debt, but you're not going to own anything. So, so oh, that, you've heard about this too. 
Uh, it's been around that forever. It, that's been oh, like well, two, two years ago. Nassara hey, and Jassara, oh, that's, yeah, that's been around for a couple of years. Knowing for 10 years. It's yeah, the, yeah. So I, I'm well, not, I'm sitting here. here listening to this. Look and, at me and right. these two bigwigs. So, um, just because we heard it doesn't mean it. Oh, no, no. It's just it. yeah. it's been discussed yeah. for, for about 10 years I know of, and it, the crash was going to happen tomorrow. And go get your food now. And I, at least 10 years I've been hearing this thing cycle itself. So I don't give it as much credence as I did at one time. And in the beginning, I went out and got food and stuff. I mean, I got a cell, uh, solar system. I could be off grid. I get all this stuff. And I did it a long time ago. Part you of it was yeah, but Sean, don't you think it makes sense to have that anyway? No, it's good to have yeah. it. And but I don't, it's never played out. The fear mongering has never played out on any of these that I've seen. So as I sit back, listen, you guys go over this here. One thing, first of all, comes to mind. We're feeding into it. If they're bringing that much attention to the Ukraine, then we're being distracted from something else they're doing. Exactly. Ukraine is a distraction. It's a distraction. So to your point, they they have two things right now. I think this is my opinion on this. I think devolution's real. There's an alternate government. They're not winning. They're not even occupying the White House. There's a show going on for public opinion. Um, they have to. There's two things they have to keep in place right now at all costs. They're trafficking. They cannot get away from the human trafficking, and they hoard their gold. So gold and trafficking is is the two things they're always gonna have a handle on somewhere in the world, wherever that's happening. But this, what's going now? The standard of gold. This no, they hold physical gold. That's something. It's not. There. It's not recreating. So whoever holds gold, it holds value. It's real currency. Gold is always has been, always will be, because there's only so much of it out I there. I was just saying that because like black nobility in in Venice would often set the standard of gold worldwide. So they put prices on it, and and it's artificially right now. It's artificially um, low right now. Believe yeah, it or same not. with silver. Silver, the yeah. same thing. Now, so an, another part of this. Um, with regards to that, is they're even able to pursue this to this degree in the media because, and I heard it today, um, look at your gas prices and they're going to go up higher from the administration, right? Now, let's go back here to Trump. We became oil independent, what, two years ago? And now they shut everything down and we're reliant on the rest of the world. If people were listening to Trump back then, he was telling you, he was laying the map out for what they're going to do, and this is the counter. Okay, so I think if everybody listening out there should go back and listen to his inauguration speech where he says, I'm going to bring the power back to the people and see what his agenda actually was, because you get a better idea of what's happening now. So you're talking about Trump's Trump's inaugural speech, speech, right down to the medical um, advances that we would now be in. We could get our hands on that only elite have. It's very detailed. But so if we were oil independent, they would they would not be able to use that right now and say, listen, we're going to be impacted globally because well the other thing that doesn't make sense about this is this pipeline all this oil and this thing with russia and going to europe and everything if the cabal were to accomplish their goal they're doing away with petroleum so this doesn't make much sense other than if it's some kind of a, a show and a distraction that we're seeing so i need to focus on what really might be going on here and where should we be looking um and there's a couple different areas that we could go into there but um this 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 whole thing up there. I seen it replay with Crimea, and it's it's just going right by the numbers again. It was it was Obama and Biden then, and now it's 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 Biden, and it's just the same show. We're seeing the same show. It's gonna have the same outcome, I expect. And and I think really that um, Vladimir Putin's is just laughing at them. Um, I don't think he's laughing at Trump. Did we talk about the whole Las Vegas thing? Did we ever get into that? The shooting. The shooting. 
That because was like basically a military style shooting. So there's more to that. Do you remember the pictures that were shown where Melania and Trump were there with some Middle Eastern um, leaders that they were over this big sphere, this big ball in this darkened room? Yeah, so that? so basically, uh, just for the listeners, like like this, the Vegas shooting was initially supposed to be a hit on Trump. Trump, and it yeah. was the Saudis, it was Middle Easterns, really? um, governments, and it oh, was yeah. very, they were That's very. A, I didn't know that. It was wait. So I was a friend of mine. We were watching that in real time, like a lot of people were, and YouTube videos came up, and then they went away. There were shootings at four hotels, not one. They have the ability to cover up events. It, I was even shocked because the world still doesn't know. There were a lot of people in Las Vegas. Trump was in Las Vegas. So the shootings at four hotels that we knew of, videos went on people's cell phone and they were pulled off of YouTube. They were shooting. They were a lot more dead than you even knew about what really happened. So there was a there was supposedly the Saudis owned the top two four, floor, four floors of the MGM and stuff. There was this massive um, effort, international effort to take Trump out. There were multiple efforts to take him out from the incoming missiles Washington State, Hawaii, that wasn't just, oh, our systems malfunctioned. There were missiles coming in, okay? There, there's some other events I, I'll tell you during the Trump administration we can get into later. Was he just cut off? Sorry. Okay. Was he part of, was Trump part of the uh, Council of Foreign Relations? Do we know? I don't think so. No. I know nothing about anything uh, like that, you? him ever being on anything like uh, that. No. No. So, so this was this is supposedly how this part of it played out. And I again, having sources back then that were were coming forward, it, things weren't as public as they are now. The groups weren't as large. They weren't the podcasts we have now. What was happening is that attempt happened. It wasn't successful. Trump went around the globe. Now, this was around the time, if you remember back, he was meeting with the Queen of England, and he walks in front of her, and she takes two steps behind. There was a whole bunch of things. He wasn't bowing before certain dignitaries and countries, and they were... Given, yeah, were, I saw. I saw where he was pushing people like get right. out of my way. There was a whole bunch of this yeah. going on. Yeah. He didn't bend the knee. He didn't bend the knee. He didn't. And something happened. Now, no, at, you never walk in front of the queen. No, remember no. she's the head of the cabal. He walked she's, in front of the queen. When disrespected oh, yeah. her massively, it's never happened before. He goes around <laughs> the world. He meets with world leaders. Something happens. So supposedly back then the story was th they thwarted. The, the, the attempt on his life and he laid it out he says listen there's a bigger plan going on here this is the operation you either get on board or you don't as a country but if if you do then this is the role you're going to play and if you don't you'll be a, a victim to what we're going to do we're not losing and so he went around the globe and met with world leaders and um so they're playing a role now if they agreed to that it's just like we talked earlier about the individual ah oh, was it suicide or not they were presented with with an ultimatum world leaders looks like we're presented with that same ultimatum and so this is playing out in front of us. This is why, until I see something to the contrary, this, this to me is playing out in that fashion. They're not winning. They're not acting like they're winning. For, for 20 years, I've been into this for, for 20 years solid. The victories are few and far between if there were any. They acted as they were winning because they were winning. Everything I see of, of the cabal, the media, the administration, they're losing all the time. They have to keep a facade to winning they have to keep their base believing they're winning but they're not and that's why i think putin's base putting his thumb up and saying wait we're, we're all there's something bigger going on here you don't hear the middle east saudi arabia any of those foreign countries involved like they used to be growing up for 20 years right they were always the enemy that where are they everyone's quiet yeah right? when was the last time we heard anything about syria right or any of that like, like, Lebanon or whatever from the middle east what, so so but check this out right what is what is the one big uh superpower that has uh, not let the cabal in and won't deal with the cabal. Russia. Russia. He kicked oh, them out. Yeah. 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 So when Did you, you hear about any of this COVID craziness in Russia? 
No. no, they had their yeah. own vaccine. They had their own everything. Right. But what you do hear a lot about is pinning a lot of stuff on Russia. Oh, yeah. Everything's remember, remember our homophobic show, society. Remember our sh- Russia was trying to, you know, meddle with election processes. Uh, now the cyber so, attack. Yeah. We had the show on on uh, Looking Glass before the headlines were about Russia. What did, what did I say in the show? Watch Russia. They're going to go after Russia. Remember that thing? If the Russia and United States are at odds and at war with one another, then they they believe they can win because of Looking Glass, what the, it told them. But if they could keep them peaceful, then they would lose. So they're going to do everything they can, efforts forward, to, to get Russia and the United States in a war. It's I never th- going to stop. I think the next week or so is going to play out. It's going to be very interesting for sure. So what happens, it usually just kind of dwindles away and they, they fill the headlines with something out because it didn't go the way they want. But what they're really good about doing is pushing a lie out to their public and not retracting it and leaving people with that lie. um, And then they go on to the next lie. And everything they talk about, nothing is based in truth. Nothing. I feel like like we're going to see a lot of duds coming up. That's what's been happening. A lot of attempts at certain things, and then people are kind of going to be like, Well, ask yourself, they're not occupying the White House. What is that? They're not in there. And they have guys, Wouldn't you both of you guys agree that there's just so much bullshit going on right now? So that it just shows that it's just, okay, when you come to an end, everything falls apart. Like, like when everything just, like when the House of Cards comes down, it all comes down at once. Yeah. In my opinion, that is what's happening right now. So I'm saying, People are going to get tired of all the shit, too. You they know? are. I think we've been tired. And that's well, the yeah, other part. Yeah. People who, who... And I just heard this even more so from, from folks this last week, that folks that are on the liberal left are, are beginning to be like, what is going on? This makes no sense. That's the point of it. Part of the point of devolution is to get things to the point where the, the non-believers of the truth of what's going on in the world would become believers. They make a decision, but they, they for the first time, they can see it for what it is. This awakening thing isn't anything new. I, I, you know, sometimes I read back to Scripture, whole thing about Paul, for those of you that know Scripture, on his way to Damascus, he was the most learned Jew of his day. And we know now that they, not who they say they were, but he was. He was part of the lineage. And he had his uh, awakening just like the world's having it now on his way to Damascus. The scales fell from his eyes and he realized he'd been lied to. He was persecuting his family members, the Gentiles. He didn't realize they were. Um, and it's the same thing repeating itself. The, the scales are falling from the public's eyes and they're seeing it and they're desperate. The, the liberal cabal is desperate and they're doing everything they can. But like I said earlier, the two things they're going to hold on to to the very end is going to be their gold and their trafficking. The, the They cannot get away from the trafficking. They will cease to exist um, if they do, they're addicted to it. There's many different parts to that whole thing, and plus they've made uh, they've made deals in order that they can continue to survive in the way they do um, through the Luciferian beliefs they have in in the uh, the gods that they they pray to and sacrifice to. So that's not going away for them. It's just not going, and it's going to be outed more and more. People are going to be horrified. It's like a sl- their eyes being opened. You, you can't. You couldn't have gone to them. Um, Two years ago, um, and said, "Listen, this so the trafficking. Yes, yeah, trafficking, but they don't understand the nature of what is involved in that, and that's going to be slowly be revealed more as we get. They're more exposed and desensitized. All right, trafficking occurs. Then what? What is trafficking? And it's more than um, someone was telling me the other day. Who was it? It might have been you. Someone was telling about the way they were. They were um, trafficking was being defined. They're trying to define it now, and." Um, 
that if you were oh yeah if you were if you were a parent that abducted your child so it's like a um, a domestic dispute and then you took him from point A to point B you just trafficked a child so they're trying to minimize what it is they're trying to get again they're trying to get ahead of this right now which means there's something coming in their way that they're afraid of and they're going to try to control that I think, okay, so- I think they're afraid of everyone. Honestly, they never used to be, and that's what I'm saying. They are now, and it's obvious Listen, they are. I've, like I've said before, it's a numbers game. You know, the more people that know about this shit, it's so it's interesting. Yeah, it's a numbers. There's game. so much more of us than there are of them. That's insane. So that's and once the, people realize that they're going to be like, that's what they're have, afraid of. You have no power. Think about the Georgia Guidestones down 500 million, right? They know the number they can control effectively. So they had to, the numbers had to be big enough to to build their their kingdom, which is has been built and now they have to um depopulate as quickly and rapidly as they can we're not manageable we're not manageable yeah. and and there's more and more of us every day and they did not i'm gonna i'm gonna look this week heavier into the albert pike thing the three world and just see how accurate they were the first two wars and where they're um falling short now because i just kind of brief overview it'll be interesting to see um what hasn't been accomplished and how accurate they did on the first two yeah. Um, okay, so now while we're on uh, unraveling agendas, right? Look what's going on in Canada, mm-hmm. right? They had this trucker convoy, right? Trudeau comes in and he uh, he enacts the Emergency Measures Act, mm. which suspends Parliament, shuts down the Canadian House of Commons. <laughs> so now Trudeau was able to act unchecked. Right. Unchecked. Point a finger at Putin for being a dictator when he's being a dictator. That is being a dictator. Right. Peaceful protesting truckers. I don't care how they spin it. You are not going to convince me that these people were causing trouble. Right? Oh, no. No. Arrests one of the organizers. Her name is Tamara Leach. Right? Isn't that like the main organizer? I think she was. Yeah. Arrested her. No bail. Hmm. And the and some judge or arraignment judge or whatever has already said, well, she's going to be doing uh, extensive prison time. Yeah. For organizing a peaceful protest. Yeah. I mean, hey, look, the only- no, no, if she was BLM, she could go out and buy a few mansions right. with BLM money or Coke money, as we <laughs> yeah, not not Coke, but K O C H money, right? So, uh, so there's an example, right? She could uh, also get released from prison, t- huh? She would also get released from jail Does because sound- people would be funding her. Celebrities D- would be funding yeah. the release. Oh of her. right, all right, bailing like her in out. BLM. Yeah, but she has no bail. Yeah, but didn't I we know, just but have like our- when the BLM people got arrested? There was like celebrities setting up funding oh, yeah. to get oh, yeah. BML, LM, whatever protesters released. Okay, so our quote uprising, the same thing happened. They didn't do anything wrong, and they were imprisoned, and that's what they're they're going to try okay, to do so here. Okay, so I so I have this little thing. I said occupation is the new insurrection because that's mm. basically what they're using now they Terrorist. haven't they haven't enacted the uh, emergency measures act since world war ii mm-hmm. right and and i uh, listened to a speech by a member of the house of commons uh today actually very interesting and he is saying okay we can't he's not even asking we're not even able to give our opinion on this he should have never invoked that. But what does it do? It gives him certain powers. He can enact martial law. He can have uh, all these people that are donating to the truckers have their bank accounts frozen. Now, they did that. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some banks out there, apparently, that are pushing back against that. But uh, this does have a little bit of a happy ending here in a couple minutes. But <laughs> but look at the stuff minutes. that they were threatening to do. 
they were threatening to bust it up. They're having big tow trucks go in and tow the trucks out, which they did do, right? They they went in with horses and they trampled this lady that was part of the Mohawk Nation. So now we're hearing that the Mohawk Nation is declaring war on the government of Canada, right? Because because they trampled her. Now I believe she survived, but yeah, I watched the she did. I watched the video. It was pretty brutal, right? Yeah. Not only that, now they're saying if they if they arrest the truckers and you had a pet with you, or you had your children, they're going to take your children into custody. Who knows what happens to them? They're going to take your, and if you spend more than eight days in jail, they're going to euthanize your pet. Hmm. Okay, these are all things. This is dictatorial. This is not something that a premier or a prime minister of a democracy would do, but he did it. This isn't government for the people. It this never is government has been. against it hasn't. the people. When the whole rest of the world is dropping mandates. Right. Canada's ramping up, right? right? I did find out today at 5 p.m. Eastern time that the emergency act was uh, stopped. In New so, Hampshire or just... Uh, well, no, no, uh, no. In Canada. Oh. The the, the emergency uh, emergency measures act that Trudeau enacted uh, a few days a few days back has now been lifted. So so that's done and gone. I take that as a win for the people because yeah. because I think what's happening when when China says to Trudeau, "Hey, you're going about this wrong." That kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So 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 that so that emergency measures act has been suspended. But it just shows you how quickly it can be done. Yeah, they they are so when China reacts that way, it's because they've done something wrong and they need to make a change because they're trying to send a message and that is we're going to dominate you and we're going to get away with it and they're not so listen this is all set in the stage for the united states what's happening in australia and europe and canada all, and australia canada, are beta testing sites for the united states yes. to see what they can get away with and they have the additional challenge here of us being armed so they're not having victories and we were supposed to be disarmed a long time ago and it didn't happen, so be thankful of that. Well, the U.S. is looking pretty good. I mean, I know Boston is dropping their um, mandatory vaccinations. Uh, I think they already dropped them. Uh, I know schools in New yeah, Hampshire. Yeah, mask mandates are dropping them, too. Yeah, and schools in New uh, Hampshire. Except in, in federal buildings. And schools in New Hampshire are uh, dropping their mask mandates as well. Um, so I think things are changing. There's a couple places. I don't know about New York. I haven't heard a lot about it. Um, what's going on there? As I well think they're as, easing restrictions there as, as well. As well as LA. It's just like... So that just means... People, that, I just feel like people need to start to realize like this stuff is not... Um, it's not for your health. It really is not. They're saying that. And if you... It, and yeah. I'm hoping people are starting yeah. to see this. So they're, they're gonna they're not just gonna so lie much. down and in in accept defeat. So they're gonna come out with some worst type of pandemic. They've announced as much. So that's I think new. it's gonna be climate change shit. Uh, climate they, they, probably, it can be all oh, of yeah. it. It'd be the perfect storm but, of everything. But I think it's all timing. It is timing. Now yeah. now we're getting reports that there's a sub variant of Omicron that's coming out. But we're still dropping mandates, right? So, so it must be, you know, until after how the they midterms. Say exactly what Buckley just said. The Democrats know they are going to get murdered at the polls, and they're they know so. that they know. they're not going to be able to pull their election fraud yep. because that is too fresh on everybody's mind. Right. We're going to be looking for that. 
The Democrats are going to lose big time. I'm predicting a major red wave. But but what's going to happen? Because nothing ever happens in D.C. They get nothing done. Now I'm now, and, and this is why I think New I think Hampshire that's part just of the point though. I think I think it's by design, right? So and this is why I think New Hampshire's uh, uh, getting rid of all the of our mandates, right? Uh, the kids are very excited that they're not wearing masks in school, right? So, so what's happening? Even though we have a Republican governor, Republican-controlled Senate, Republican-controlled House, right, on the state level, mm-hmm. but all of our House of Representatives and all of our senators that we send down here to Washington, every single one of them is a Democrat, Yeah. okay? What do you think their thoughts are if they continue up with this bullshit, when the midterm elections are, what, five months away? What I'm interested to see is what is going to happen after these midterms. Are we going to go back to, oh, now this subvariant's coming back. Hmm. It could be exactly what Buckley's saying. It could be, oh, we already know that's part of the World Economic Forum's agenda is to bring in the global warming. Cl- uh, uh, Club of Rome is really pushing for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, all into essentially the same. We'll thing. see. Yeah. Our governor has already shown his I just, two colors. Like, I just, um, I just feel like I think people, our, I think our governor's a rhino. Like yeah. talking yeah. about yeah. talking about elections and all this shit. It's like I just feel like people need to start looking for something else. Like if you're relying on elections of a president to change the so, way the country's like, I just don't feel like that's gonna do it. Okay, anymore or ever again. Think, and I know Sean's gonna push back on. Oh this no, no, me. not pushing back at all. I but agree. I just want to say like this. I feel like this election system, and it's all controlled and it's all broken and it's just a, a two party system to set you up for failure, failure, but to provide you the. Um, illusion of choice in which your your vote's going to matter and <laughs> if they win then if your guy wins then things are going to be different you know or if this guy wins it's going to be different but guess what whoever the fuck wins it's never different you know it's, always it's always the same ironic about this is you go back listen to trump's speeches and you're articulating exactly what he's been saying and he 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 put it. Oh, he was Trump. put to task, oh, and he oh, did it. Trump. Look what he did in, in four years was was amazing. <sighs> it's never been done before. But he's saying, "Bring power back to the people. The parties are broken. The system's broken. All the stuff you say. I know you're anti-Trump, but you're you're articulating no, his he, position. No, Buckley's, Buckley's, no, in oh, his defense, I'm not anti-Trump. He's not anti-Trump. I'm sort of okay. anti-everything. If oh. that makes any sense, because this is what I have. I mean, think about what we've been doing. And what Ron's been doing, what we've been doing, and what you've been doing with us on these episodes, and look at this deep state map, the the ball, the cult of ball. Like, look, we know everything is so controlled, and like we know there's all these different societies, uh, there's all these st- different orders, there's all these different clubs, uh, elite people, houses, whatever. Everything is so controlled through the Rockefellers, through all these other families, through the Rothschilds, through finance. Everything is so controlled. We know this. And it's just like to pinpoint and say that Trump is the exception to all of this when he is exactly part of this. I just feel like, no, there's no way. But he's never been a part of it. What what part is he of? Because I can't, listen, there's nobody I know that's anti-everything. Trust me, what I've been through personally, (laughs) anti Religion, anti-politics, anti-corporation. Um, I could go down the line. Personally, what what I've had happen to me. 
Um, I've walked away from millions of dollars. I've walked away from it because it came with strings attached that I would, okay? And I, I have never seen anybody like Trump. I was anti-Trumper in the beginning until I started seeing the results and the exposure of the trafficking and the oil independence and the calling out of the politicians. And when I saw the way he was attacked, you got to look in the world too as who's being attacked and who's doing the attacking, okay? So you have a group of people in the world to be attacked. You have a politician that was being attacked by the parties, by the elitists. And yeah, it could be all for show. And if it is, listen, I'm 99.9% there, but I can't know for certain. But I, I wasn't a supporter of him. But everything I've seen has indicated that he lived up to what the promises that he would bring forward. And honestly, the only reason we're having this conversation on a podcast is because Trump became president. This wasn't... No, I, I disagree, but... This wasn't happening. This these forums didn't exist before Trump was president. No, little- I, I will have to say I will have to say that Trump being president, COVID is what really jump started the podcast yes. movement for sure. Now listen, I don't want to get into a Trump debate, right? I'm coming at you, Sean. I want to. No, I want to. We're going to do. I'm good. We're going to do a separate show. It's going to be the great (laughs) debate. The Trump battle. (laughs) And I'm going to let you two guys go at it, and I'm going to be the moderator. There you go. Okay. We'll have to bring like a a little bell. And I'm going to have a button. A bell. No. No, no, no. No, I already have an idea. We can take breaks. I'm going to. I have my two electric dog dog shock collars. Can I put them on my nuts? I'm going to put one on each of you. (laughs) When you got to stop talking, I'm going to buzz you, and it's going to go. But I, th- I just feel like Sean's misreading me. Like, he thinks I'm this... I, I feel like you think I'm this huge anti-Trump person. No, yeah, no, no. I know. I, 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 which I'm, I'm not. I'm coming across not. strong. That's just what I'm trying to get out there. I was you. I was you. And I'm coming across strong because I just see... I just see time short. And and, and I'm, I've got... Um, how do I say this? Um limited time it's just it's just there's so much we all hap- have limited time we have limited, it's, yeah <laughs> no it's true. just that we're all gonna die no no well, no I mean, we are yeah and it's not it's just one everything. of the things we all have in common is that we're all gonna die yeah no it's not and that everybody that you know is going to die is that it it's to get dark lives are being lost right now because of of facts that people don't have not just trump but how many people do you know that have died ron in the last couple months me yeah, just con- handfuls. Just people, yeah, including yeah. a brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. This COVID thing is killing people. They they weren't they weren't informed, um, and and choose not to be, and they're dying as a result. Um, and it's just that's what I'm saying is people dying every day, and they they only have one life to live here. Um, and it's because of lies that have been perpetrated and groups that have perpetrated them. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any discussion there that war no we all know that yeah we, yeah, yeah. we all know that yeah. okay hey i want to take a break in the action buckley brought up the rockefellers we had a really good response from the rockefeller show yes uh but we're going to talk about uh in the time that we have left the we're merchants ta- we're of death talk about the family known as the merchants of death but i want to take a break in the action all right you gotta take a dump no oh i want buckley and i we're <laughs> celebrating tonight we're oh, actually hey. we're actually having uh, a Samuel Adams. We really need to get them on board to start sending us some money. Sponsor us. Yeah, we uh, not in vaccines though. When no, <laughs> just beer. Uh, so Buckley came tonight. Uh, it's a hit or miss whether we're gonna drink or not. But tonight, uh, I was kind of hoping Buckley brought some beer, and he did. And he brought me one of my absolute favorites, which is the Sam Adams 
went to Laga. Yes, and it says yeah. right on them, which I'm surprised we could still get in the store. Uh, but it says here it's very festive and smooth. And it also says brought to you by Pfizer. It does not say that. <laughs> but, Just joking. Uh, Buckley, I want to thank you. We're going to celebrate. Let's clink. We're going to have a 50th. drink. Buckley and I have been here for 50 episodes so far. <laughs> We're hanging out. We have our disagreements. Not many. But uh, oh, it's fine. Yeah, it's all good. So, uh, so let's drink to episode fifty, Buckley. Episode fifty. Sean Congratulations, guys. Sean doesn't drink, so. <laughs> and uh, I would like to note that I didn't bring cold snaps specifically because Ron one time told me that winter lagers were one of his favorite beers. They are. Yeah, so they that's are, why for sure. I, I uh, there were cold snaps. I almost got them, but then I was like, oh, there's some winter lagers. Yeah, it was a good choice because I said when you I said you walked in with your cooler. Yeah, oh and yeah. I know when you don't have beer, you bring me a coffee. Right, right. And right. you didn't bring me a coffee tonight, so you had your cooler. <laughs> so I'm like, do you bring beer? Now everybody knows I'm not a big beer drinker, but when I drink beer, I drink Sam Adams. Right. I really like the I really like Sam Adams, and it's not the whole you know Sam Adams was a revolutionary or whatever. It's just really good beer. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's good, good beer. Uh, so he said, I said, did you bring cold snaps? Because I'm on a cold snap kick lately. <laughs> because cold snaps are really good. Because They it, are good. It's yeah. edging you into the summer ale. Yeah. Remember when they had spring ale? No. Oh, spring ale was good stuff. They uh, had well, like the other winter, uh, it's like an alpine. Yes, alpine lager. Yeah, that yeah. one's not bad. Yeah, they have that in the uh, the mixed batches you can get. <laughs> I down bought a 12-pack of it a couple weeks ago. Down at the local beer cave, they have it. It was pretty good. I th- but, that was the first time uh, I had I'm it. But I'm glad you brought bottles, too. I don't like drinking beer out of a can. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways. so Trashy. Buckley, thanks for sticking it out for the first 50 episodes. We'll probably will have a few. To 50 more. To 50 yeah. more for starters. Sean, <laughs> thank you assassinated. very much. Sean's been kind of part of the woodwork here for the last five or six episodes. Uh, we hijacked yeah. him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. His wife uh, is now getting used to him being gone on Wednesday night. <laughs> and Wednesday night is her night now. And if so, she has any problems, you let me talk to her and I'll set right. her straight. His wife is actually very good. Cool. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, Mrs. Sean, we need him. <laughs> so I've known Sean a long time and I know the shit Sean does if his wife wasn't okay with it and humored him she has humored him for many years trust me just like just like my wife she humors me she knows wednesday is show night and she just drops everything that she does and she makes sure that little g's taken care of and she takes care of business so i can do my show nice same with me so thank you to the wives too same with me yeah yeah so thank you remember buckley when we were trying to actually nail it down what night we were going to do the show yeah and you were like, well, she's going to do a pottery class on this night. <laughs> yeah. And, this, and I'm yeah. like, I said, well, my wife likes to go out on Thursday night. Anyways, we figured it out. Wednesday is a good fit. It's a good fit yeah. for all of us. So, anyway, so, so to get back to the merchants of death. Let's yeah, let's dive into the merchants of death. I'm going to let you guys hey, take it a I little bit. I've got something just I want right. to mention here oh. before because on my notes, it's kind of off subject. I missed it when we talked about Is it about the Maxwell? merchants of death? No. Oh, okay. Well, she is a merchant of death. Uh, just saying, <laughs> Maxwell, do you know she has a submarine license? Yes. Who? Who? Okay. The yes. only time I've ever come up Jis with... Lane? Just Lane, yeah. She's a pilot license, but the submarine And they had thing. a submarine port on Epstein's Island or Epstein. the island next door. Okay. Because yeah. there's a bunch of islands. Yeah. And I also... Which was owned by one of Biden's brothers. Okay. Had you ever come across the reports of the Nazis where they had instructions, specific instructions, it was declassified about how to get into New Swabia from under Antarctica that they they declassified after the war and it, it, it was... It was a tunnel system. Yeah, tunnel, with a submarine. Told with you how to sub. get yeah, a, a sub. sub. Yeah. yeah. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. I never run to a sub Let's before. Let's not get into New Schwabenland. 
Oh, another another story. Another rabbit hole. <laughs> All right, so let's get. I'll, I'll start us off, I guess. Yeah, Buckley, from what go I for know it. about the, we're going to be talking about the Dupont family. Um, so this is one of those uh, big rich families, similar to Rothschilds, Rockefellers, um, similar and similar to the Rockefellers in the way that they monopolize monopolized industry. Um, so I'm going to take us back in time. To the 18th century. You know what? I can't wait till we get the mixer so we can have a little button that's a go back in time sound. So during the French Revolution, during King Louis' reign, um, the Dupont, I believe it was Pierre Dupont, right? I believe so. Um, During this French Revolution, uh, he decided to move to the United States. Um, And that is where... Sean's looking at his notes like I'm a man. He essentially escaped France because he was he was on the revolutionaries hit list. Right. Because because the the Dupont that we're talking about right now actually was an advisor to King Louis the Sixteenth, a financial yes advisor who is the king who got his head chopped off in the guillotine along with his wife, which was Marie Antoinette. Right. So he was on the run. So they they he comes to the U.S. and basically um, this is where he kind of starts his franchise in the new world. Uh, in 1802, that's when he established his business, which was basically gunpowder. He was very good. He worked with some French scientist, alchemist, whatever you want to call it, uh, gunpowderist, and they started setting up their shop to create gunpowder. And basically, he um, the DuPont's gunpowder factory um, distributed at to a point forty percent of the world's gunpowder. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, and this is in eighteen o two. So you know, you have a couple of war American wars, right? Eight, the War of eighteen twelve. Uh, oh God, you're gonna have to help me with the other ones. Well, War of 1812, and you had the Spanish-American War. Spanish-American and Mexican. You had the Mexican War. Right. And um, so he he basically explosives, gunpowder. This is what they were creating. Um, And then you get into the the 20th century, 1900s, World War I. The 1900s are the 20th century. Right. So the 20th century, you get into World War I. Um, you have him, fi- uh, get, you know, distributing all this gunpowder to through the World War One, and then into World War Two, um, and it's all coming from here. And he's making a shit ton of money, kind of similar to monopolizing the gunpowder and explosive industry, um, kind of like the Rockefellers did, right? Um, and the gunpowder, his gunpowder business gets so big. That eventually, like the Rockefeller's oil industry, they had to break it all up. Boy, it almost right? seems Through the government like they have the ability to just you yeah, know, was create empires, huh? Right, <laughs> and this is the thing that I I think. Now we, it's important to let the listeners know that this is not the same Dupont that came from France. No, yeah, right. That's, his, that's his, why I got yeah, confused. Is the other I'm sorry. So yeah. yeah, obviously that Dupont, it was like eight, 1800s early 1800s that he came to France or the United States. So through up, up until world war one and two, it's of generational wealth. And I don't know if you want to fill us in on who those people were. uh, Well, a little bit like, like there was, uh, the DuPont family. I don't think in the beginning had Illuminati roots. 
No. Uh, I, well, his well, his can, his dad was a humble watchmaker in France. All right. So so very I, humble beginnings. Let me just add something right here. When <laughs> the cabal, when they came in under. Um, when when Europe was conquered, black nobility and such, and they came and acquired, and now they became the face of who they acquired and all that. Some of them, they, they pushed the cabal out into the public. German, French, didn't matter. And some, they promoted people from within that it was the ancestry, that they they weren't part of it, they became part of it. They had to make agreements and there's the social certain kind of Luciferian agreements you make and the sacrificing of all. But so some of the families would have been pushed out to serve a purpose and would have been tried directly into the black nobility. And then some of them would have been legitimate folks who were part of the original um, countryside that they would have used for various reasons. Okay, so the French nobility married into the Austrian slash German nobility. So here you go. With Marie Antoinette. Marie Antoinette was Austrian. To bring those those two houses together, that's what they this, do. This this was an arranged marriage yep. between the two. Now, uh, Louis the Sixteenth, for whatever reason, couldn't screw. He had a problem with his pecker. Evidently. Ed. Well, he had a problem. <laughs> He's watching and this too is much why porn. Marie. Oh, this is the guy who was was he gay? Marie Marie, <laughs> Ant- Marie Antoinette. Marie Antoinette Gets actually took on lovers, right? Mm. Which which he knew about, and you know maybe he was just liked being a cuck. Right. But uh, King Louis the Sixteenth, and this has nothing to do with the Duponts, uh, did have a surgeon uh, fix his wiener, so it worked good enough. So they did end up having two children. Uh, but but nice. but getting to your point, Sean, this is how these houses of nobility are established. Are established, right. yeah. Uh, so you're bringing the German Austrian nobility. Mm-hmm. And the, aligning it with the nobility of France. Right. So you have the, yes. the black nobility, which predates them. And we didn't want to go back too far yet, but that was black. The face of it was black. As it came to the forefront, it was nobility, but it had a white face to it as yeah. they acquired these different nationalities and such, and they pushed them out. You got to watch the lineage through the mothers. That's what's important, not through the, the fathers. And Marie Antoinette would have been German-Austrian. That's how you yeah. find the connection. Yeah. You can start yeah. to piece together. And it follows a pattern. It always follows a pattern. And then the the cabal, and uh, so right. they've pushed these thirteen families out, and we're going down the rabbit trail on at least a couple, if not more, of them. And you'll see how it fits a mold, whether it be petroleum products or whether it be gunpowder. Um, it's just it's just the same thing over and over. They have resources. They, they control a lot of materials, but they know they control the materials. They essential know essential materials that are needed. But how do they know the they're essential? Needed. So yeah, the thing yeah. is, is it's supposed to be they come from a point in time where you know it, it's this frontier. We're, we're learning as we go. That, that's not the case. They they know what the future holds. They know what kind of resources are going to be valuable, and they know how to turn them into other more valuable resources because they know what is going to happen. Right. Well, so getting into the Dupont, you might know of the Dupont uh, Corporation. So basically from gunpowder, they developed into a chemical kind of plant. So you know what's interesting? Right? Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was all part of the breakup. And again, it worked into their favor. When the government broke them up, broke up their monopoly, right, they right. branched out Here into other things. we go again, things. right? Yeah, but hold on. But the DuPonts got into bed with the Rockefellers. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. all part which, of Which also, the DuPonts also, and this is why uh, I... They're definitely part of the cabal. There's no question no, about 100%. that. Sure, hundred percent. So, so, but the Dupont family, uh, other than being uh, in 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 the cabal through a bloodline, was actually a term that they used. They were illuminized. 
So this meaning that they were brought into the Illuminati because you do not wage war without gunpowder. Right, right. 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 So I talked about that. Uh, what I was learning to about some of the ceremonial things. So there's there is a sacrifice. You have to sacrifice someone in your family, and um, I, there there's uh, I don't know particulars about this family, but the Vanderbelts. They're part of the family, and you know um, who's the guy from CNN there. Um, Cooper. Cooper is a Vanderbilt. Yeah, his mother's a Vanderbilt, and the whole crazy thing about his brother who jumped out the window and stuff, and and the firstborn male that was sacrificed. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what that's what appears to be. And and those those Jesus those paintings of of uh, that John Podesta had with the swimming pool and the kids hanging. That's their pool, the Vanderbilts. But anyway, so that would kind of fit. I don't know if people know about that. Yeah, we can get that later. That's all PizzaGate stuff, and yeah, Um, yeah. It's but, cabal child sacrifice. It's well, yeah, it hasn't gone away. It's here now. Torture, it's here today. Yeah. It's here then. It's here at the beginning of mankind. It just I'll never just goes away. I'll just say this: in elites, um, it's often depicted through artwork, uh, heavy, heavy satanic um, depictions, symbolism, symbolism. pictures, yep. um, as well as child pedophilia, torture, and abuse. Yeah. And to move on. Yep. Okay, so let me let me give you a little bit on the Duponts. Why why they were illuminized. Uh, the DuPonts, like the Rockefellers and Henry Ford, were playing both ends in the middle during World War II. Right. They end up but, having a 25% stake, Pierre did, in GM. Okay, okay, so I was just going to bring that up. So, But the so, interweb will tell you it's, it's only with allied people during the wars yeah no so just, so so the duponts were involved with ig farben as well uh and the duponts somehow or other were selling gunpowder to the nazi party okay uh you're never going to see that in a history book or whatever mm-hmm. i had to do a lot of deep digging to find that and they got called on a carpet for it but again, it was played off, yeah. right? No, nothing ever happened. Nothing ever came of it or anything like that. But another important thing Sean brought up, the DuPonts were a majority holder of General Motors at one time. And what? when they were, that's when they got into bed with the German auto manufacturers. Mm-hmm. And this is why to the, like us car guys know that Opel was always controlled by General Motors, Right. Uh, and never, uh, Buick, Buick was always the, the, uh, German Buick was actually the Opel, uh, Cadillac Katera was actually an Opel. So, so GM still controls Opel in, in some way or fashion, right? But the, but Opel back during World War II built trucks. And so, so General Motors was essentially building trucks, armored personnel carriers, and light armor, like light armor tanks for the Germans, for, for the Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So look at the so bushes and their involvement. That. Yeah. Once yeah. these families, once these families are illuminized, yeah. right? Now they're in. They're in. And once they're in, you're in for life, right? Like we talked right. about that before. Mm-hmm. So they were instrumental in helping the the German war machine, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. along with IBM, uh, other pharmaceutical companies, which are like Bayer. Mm-hmm. Bear today, which Bear now is aspirin. Bear aspirin, yeah. Yep. But Bear was a chemical company before it was a pharmaceutical company. And who controls Monsanto now? Uh, Dupont. Bear. Oh, Bear. well, Bear. So, okay. so Dupont, Dupont using petrochemicals, 
i.e. through the Rockefellers, right. who's came up with nylon. Oh, so so they rayon. say. Did you hear about the the um, synthetic rubber that accidentally one of the doctors dumped a solution in, and they yeah. all the, the doctor's name is Collins. So well, here, here, another one of the bloodlines. Colin it's is all another made, Illuminati it's all bloodline. Made well, up. I, I think it's important. So once they kind of got out of gunpowder, they moved. The Duponts moved into being a chemical plant, um, and like you said, they created nylon um, as well as Teflon. But the other thing is, which they, is what will kill you. Which yeah. So Teflon, basically, you see it while well, you see it in armor, like tanks, yeah. um, and Kevlar. Yeah. But one of the more, uh, you know, I guess common things is the nonstick pans mm-hmm. you know and um it's this chemical c8 um it's highly toxic so i won't uh, eat out of a non-stick cancer <laughs> right. uh, kidney cancer um it's also called i think pfoa or a oh, pfoas poa yeah, yeah like what well, we had in the well, water in new hampshire right well so that's the other thing so um they were basically the C8 chemical, which you can find on your nonstick Teflon pans. Uh, they were just dumping into water uh, with hundreds, th- thousands and thousands of gallons. And, um, you know, I think this happened in Ohio. They dumped thousands and thousands of gallons in the water. They did it in New Hampshire, too. Merrimack, right? Yeah. Right. right down there. Yeah, but it was, it was a DuPont. It was St. Goubain. St. Goubain. Which is a French company. Yeah. Uh, which I don't think is part of DuPont, but it may be. Well, that's well, what so that this con- thing happened. Oh, oh, I was just saying the connection to the French I found earlier. We'll talk about that later. Well, um, so the, I think this was in Ohio. This guy kept finding cows and, yeah. and deer dead yeah. on his property. He owned a farm. Um, he essentially, you know, over the course of six years, it was like 153 cows had died. Um, and, you know... They all had internal afflictions, uh, kidney, uh, organ problems. Yeah, organ failures. Um, blood coming out of the nose, blood coming out of the mouth. He didn't know what was going on. So they didn't get vaccinated? On. What? They didn't get vaccinated? <laughs> <laughs> so he basically traced it back up the river to this one pipe that was coming from the DuPont uh, yeah. you know, factory. And it was basically C8 or this stuff, this chemical that's found in Teflon. Right. That was they were dumping into the water and killing all these animals, yeah. and people like this C eight chemical is it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It yeah, is did, literally did, everywhere. Did Duponts get into trouble with that uh, environmental environmentally with uh, the Scotch Guard that they put on the carpets hmm. that was getting into the water too? Which which just to our point just shows that these big companies are not held accountable. No. They're not held accountable for their environmental crimes, yet they want all of us to pay a carbon tax, right, because of the global warming. But but we're not going to worry about companies like DuPont, right? right? All right, so DuPont is still heavily into the gunpowder business. So DuPont yeah. either bought Remington, which is an arms maker, uh, or is, is a heavy investor in Remington or whatever. Because if you look at Remington ammunition, <clears throat> that's actually made by DuPont. Yep. Yeah, it's controlled by DuPont. As a reload right. of the DuPont line of uh, powders or something, you know. It's uh, one okay, of the... look look at DuPont. Like, I'm in the automotive industry. Paints. I, 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 all my products were DuPont right. growing up. Yep. All my paints, DuPont Centauri, right. DuPont Duluxe. And, and this is why they got into the chemical part of it, because 
They got into industrial coatings. They got into automotive coatings. And, and the profit on that stuff must be high because I'll tell you what, my material bills are through the roof. And not to mention now with the inflation, it's all, all super price increases, right? But the, but this DuPont family, uh, it's important to remember to back it up a few generations. They would not mar- ch- check this out. They didn't, they didn't marry outside their family, which is another aristocratic play. Because Inbred they wanted to too, keep, right? they wanted to keep that bloodline in there, and they were marrying cousins. They were all like first cousins. We'll get into that later. Why they do that? Yeah. Well, that's a think about custom is a reason for it. Think about too, like how much money they made uh, supplying these through these generational world wars. Well, well you, know, you know what else you know what is I mean? interesting? So much money. Yeah, it's in their best interest that we're at war, and it's yeah. in the best interest of all these corporations that we're in a state of war. Now, you look at a map that shows all the wars the United States have been in military actions. It's endless from yeah, beginning yeah. to end. It is absolutely endless. But getting back to the Teflon thing too, like um, you know, this was like a this this whole Teflon nonstick pan thing was marketed as being like a. Get your Teflon pans and all these jingles. Teflon's great. Blah, blah, blah. No, your muffins won't stick. Your eggs won't stick. Yada, 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 yada. But there's this deadly fucking chemical. But C8 in it. That's killing you. Did you you read anything about the Teflon flu? I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, the the last thing I wanted to say is like like people did come... privy to this knowledge eventually like there was lawsuits one was the cow guy that was like kind of the start of it and then many more but um so base and essentially they weren't allowed to make it in the u.s anymore so they they eventually kind of outsourced to other countries um but you know interestingly enough they eventually changed the chemical compound to the c8 chemical um a little bit so it was basically the same thing but changed a little bit and then Mark, and then it was Gen X. It was became Gen X, and then they kept using it again. And when I was reading about this, it was kind of like something similar to what they do with the Dude. vaccines and toxic metals and stuff and toxic chemicals that are in vaccines. When people find out about them, same thing. Do aspartame? They change them the gene- the makeup change a the little bit, yep. and then they change the name of it. That's what they so do. it's not, yeah. you know, you you're not looking. It, when you're looking at the ingredients, it's not this toxic metal anymore. It's something it's different, different that you name. don't even see. Yeah. And yeah. and I don't think for for a second that the water being polluted was a mistake. They were polluting the water. They've been doing this: the water, the air, the food fluoride. for a long time. Um, fluoride, the byproduct of fluoride production, is aluminum. Okay? Oh yeah, yeah. And and they have to get rid of that. Uh, or excuse me, the the byproduct of aluminum production is fluoride, and that's not organic fluoride that occurs naturally in the body, but they've told us it is. You don't want to ever put fluoride on your teeth or in your body for any reason. Fluoride is Prozac. So fluoride, so yeah. <laughs> that's why the Nazis used it in the concentration camps and they to, said, keep the, quote, to keep the pliable docile is what they said. Do- yeah, and yeah. so so they dump it in in everywhere. They put it on your teeth, and they put. It, I told that fluoride tablets were in school. Chew on them, and it, it goes to your brain as a neurotoxin. Well, when you're young and at the dentist, Very, they yeah. make you do the fluoride treatment. Yeah. When I went, I on, did it. Yeah, when my son they put that was thing in your mouth, and yeah. they bite down and whatever. So yeah. my son, who's like twenty three now and he was probably 10 i went in there and had his teeth and i said he had to have a feeling like oh man we've been successful but chocolate milk's got to him and and i said no no they were still giving the mercury filled fillings in in the uh 
the woman, the dentist, I mean, she was arguing with me. It was crazy that I didn't want him to have one of those fillings. And then uh, later the fluoride treatment, I said, they're not doing that. And then one of the one of the uh, assistants came up to me afterwards and she's like, I wouldn't either. I mean, they're not doing that, but it was just a handful of years ago they were doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, it's intentional is what I'm telling you. They, they do yeah, yeah, this yeah. stuff. They've been poisoning us for a long time. They have the antidotes. They're antidotes for everything that they do. Um, is, and they don't want us to have the antidotes. No. And yeah. that's one of the other things that's coming to awareness is we're learning how to overcome their poisoning. Well, I mean, like the Teflon... C8, the fluoride, the aluminum, which is in chemtrails and also in vaccines. Um, you know, it's it goes into the eugenics program that we talked about last episode. It's sure. like the yeah. same, it's a, that same narrative. They're just disseminating it through these different and we, as we health keep, for your health. Yeah, the right. DuPonts, the DuPonts were part of the eugenics program. Did, yeah, oh, yeah. For so example, the CDC, did, did anybody know who owns the CDC? Because it's kind of murky as to what goes on. Oh, we're going to save that for another episode. Okay. Because that's. The that CDC is, Foundation? Yeah. 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 Yeah, go, go check that out. I'll leave, like the I'll, leave, I'll leave a link in the show notes. Yeah, go see who donates to that. Uh, to get every to the center single of the maze. pharmaceutical. Yeah. To get to the center of the maze. But we keep yeah. talking yeah. about this, and, then, and then we're going to bring this again. There's going to be a bigger picture and keep going back and forward on this, but it's the same group of people. They have a very ancient past to them, um, and they're not. it's not a secret who they are, although they've kept it pretty secret for quite a while. Go into Explain to me why they marry their cousins, because they all do it. Well, they to keep they keep the, the bloodlines blood pure. pure. And I'll give you one example of why this happens. Because <clears> this <throat> is how kids come out kind of messed up. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah they, but they don't care about the messed up thing. They're not. They were referred to as beasts of the field back in Canaan, um, and there's a reason because who, who, they come out of the jungle. Who was? I'm sorry. The, the originating families from where this line comes from are Canaanites, yeah. and they in scripture they're referred to as beasts of the field, mm. um, which is pre Adam and Eve. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, actually, yeah. They, I've, I've, they go back before that. They start as a entity through some influence outside of this realm, but it's all the same picture. Um, so I had, I had a friend talk to me the other day, and he's like, um, listen, yeah, he's 50-something years old. Um, I have these traits that I fight with that are in my, were from my parents, and I kind of struggle with them. I don't like them. I didn't like them in them, but they manifest in me. And we all have that. So that's one of the reasons they keep that pure. They're evil to the core. They want to keep that evilness handed down. Through, they don't want to lose it. They, they've been in a breeding program since early on. Um, the fact that they keep their lineage pure against what? you got to ask yourself because there's, there's a different lineage that they're part of, but they need to keep their line as pure as they can. And In other words, they don't want... They were the beasts of the fields. The other ones were created in God's image. One comes out of the forest, and one just appears on the earth, and they're not compatible. And, and it refers to their, you're always going to be this way. You're, you're not made in the same fashion as your counterpart. And do you think this is why the cabal has such a Luciferian satanic agenda? Because that's, that's Baal worship, um, Moloch, and, and all those. They're the ones they sacrifice to, and that's absolutely why. They come, if they were on the more human side of things, they couldn't engage in the activities they engage in. It just, a human wouldn't, a true-blooded human being created by God in, in his image wouldn't do that. And they've got to keep that consistent and pure, and they don't want to break from that. So, because you have certain instances where, for example, under the Collins family, John Collins in the 70s, late 60s or early 70s, the recordings are out there on YouTube. You can still get them, and they're hard to listen to because they're on cassette or reel-to-reel. He broke away. 
they know that potential exists so they can break away. And and he told the story back then what the cabal was, what his family was, how they work, what was happening, going to happen in the future. It's very interesting to listen to. They don't want that. They want to keep them as pure as possible and controlled as possible. Just real quick, I don't want to get on the Collinses too much, but wasn't it a Collins that discovered the Dead Sea Scrolls? Yeah, so you got Professor Collins is involved in that and, yeah. and rears his head, and that's uh, which is essentially oh, wow. the Book of Enoch. Right? Yeah. So yeah. they've controlled. So they have. They've controlled. Part of the awakening, I believe, in the future here is going to be the the books that they have kept from us. So they gave the Torah, which are five books, the Old Testament, to the Jews, who are a captured group. Now we're going to give you this religion, and this is what your religion consists of. They they allowed them to have that many, and they took a, another group of books, a total of you know, 66, and said, okay, you're, you're Christians, and you're out of Rome, and this is what you have to work with, and the Muslims, and they gave them what they had to work with, and that's what we've been left with. They've created this, and, and that's going to change, because those missing books are going to come to the forefront. It's going to paint a bigger picture of what's going on here. Okay, so there is... An occultist, satanic uh, component, to use one of Buckley's famous words. <laughs> I just made two bucks. To the DuPont family. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Now, back in... Oh, yeah. Did you read that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Back back with the original DuPont, which I believe was Pierre DuPont. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually added the, 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 the more on the end of it uh, to hide their identity. Uh, because they knew that there was people looking to to wipe the Duponts out, right? <laughs> so they kind of tried to do that to change their name. But there was a mother, and it's funny how we talk, how a lot of these things come down through the mother's bloodline, mm-hmm. right? So I want to say Pierre Dupont's either mother or grandmother was a uh, practice witchcraft and occultism. Mm-hmm. So. Was she part of the original cabal? Possibility. Mm-hmm. Be- because his family was aided. They-, they were taken in by another family to hide, got them on a ship to the United States. Mm. That ship got off course in a storm, took them twice as long to cross the Atlantic. They had to, to- eat rats. They were eating rats at the end of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is which is good enough for the cabal. That's what they should be eating is rats. Right. Anyways... But, but so, so there is so there is an occultus, uh, occultism kind of component to the Dupont family nice because word. why else would the Dupont family be illuminized? So one of the things were brought into the Illuminati, which they are part of the Illuminati. Oh, so yeah. one of the things that happens with the cannibalism is that, um, for example, in Scripture it talks about Nimrod. Um, he became a giant. He was in the process of doing something that allowed him to change what he was in the way he was. And part of that was cannibalism. It's a big part of it. By ingesting um, human flesh and stuff, there's so a change. So I metab- eat people, I'll become a giant? Yeah, well, he was doing more than that, but there was um. a, a part of it. So I would imagine the ones that have been illuminized that are blood but not were brought into the, to the – were required to do this to an extent that they accepted they were enough of their blood um, that they, they – you know. Okay, so check out the evolution of the DuPont family, right? So so they get broken up, right? Uh, but actually, before that, the DuPonts actually were were running out of their generational wealth uh, in, in one form or another. So there was, uh, I think, three DuPont cousins that got together, and they actually made a deal with the DuPont board who wanted to uh, sell the company to one of their <laughs> gunpowder competitors, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. They were able to convince them, and, and tell me how this worked out. <laughs> they were able, the three DuPont brothers, uh, excuse me, cousins, were able to take control of the DuPont corp, the DuPont company, right, with no money down. Hmm. No money. 
They did it with no money. They also talk about learning how to leverage other people's money. So yeah. you, you don't use your own and don't... don't yeah, take, I mean, they're yeah. shady as fuck. Yeah. Oh, sure. big time, big I mean, time. look at some stuff... Uh, well, we talked about uh, this guy, what was his name? John Richards, um, in con- more contemporary times, um, who is basically an heir to the DuPont Trust. Oh, yeah, uh, this guy. And he he raped his four-year-old daughter, sex- like, viciously, admitted to it in, in court, yep. <laughs> um, and got away. Their Stop system free. doesn't got like happen. probation, right, or something like that. Now, what they, about what he about got the... off probation in 2017? So he's right. already off probation. Okay. Right. What about what about the whole fox catcher story? Yeah. What the the, the eccentric Dupont guy yeah. uh, ended up killing that wrestler. He was like into wrestling, and he had he had this big wrestling gym, and he and he brought these top class wrestling wrestlers in. Now I'm not talking you know WWE. I'm talking like collegiate wrestling. Yeah, brought them in, trained them, and all this, and 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 I think you know, was he gay or something? There was some yep. element yep. why he wanted to bring these men in. Men in. Yep. And when his advances were kind of pushed away, well, he lost his fucking mind, and he ended up killing the guy. Right? right? What did whatever happened to him? You got to remember this is this is nothing, a system that they right? created. No, no, I think he went to jail, but I uh, was very yeah. Not yes, yeah, they created the system and they yeah. feel they have free reign to do with it what they want. Eventually what they they want the normalization of the cannibalism and the sacrifice and pedophilia. And pedophilia as it was in times past. It was normalized and they want to get back. The new world order we said before is the old world order and that's one of the pictures we're trying to paint yeah. here. These people, they come from a past that they want to bring back and usher in which is just another inversion sean it is yeah. they call it the new world order and i said this before order. it should be called the old world order yep. because this stuff goes all the way back before adam and eve it does uh, yeah. and this is and this is where this series is actually headed yeah uh, and we cool. and we hope that we're still keeping your interest on but this that, i find it pretty interesting so that 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 guy uh like john richards the dupont guy who raped his daughter mm-hmm. so that offense is like a it's like a tier two sexual offense. You're that's what kind of offender for him? you are for that <laughs> for what he did. Right. Uh, it's that around, should have been life in prison. Well, right. I think the it's like twenty years in yeah. prison for that kind of offense. Well, technically, isn't twenty years considered life? I mean, that's a long fucking time. Yeah. No. Well, so tw- listen, my 20 cousin is ten. It's always half, right? For yeah. You get paroled. Yeah. So, my my cousin uh, my cousin committed two murders. He actually killed his dad, who was my uncle. Uh, and he Jesus. killed and he killed his wife. Take the wheel. He did two 20 year sentences concurrent, which means he ran them together. And he's out of jail. Yeah. He did his 20 years. He's out of jail. He yeah. murdered two people. But to do that yeah. and be a tier two offender and, you know, have 20 years over your head to end to get nothing. Yeah. yeah. Besides probation and yeah. some classes. Yeah. You know, somebody got paid off. There. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you guys take a look at the legal system right now. What's happening is they're not holding people. Um, bail is not being set because that's that's not a fair thing to do in this world we live in now because people can't afford bail. So murders and being committed and rapes being committed and then being let on the street that night now. You're talking about our uh, uh, bail reform. Bail reform. What we call catch and release. Yeah. So yeah. it's 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 crazy right now what they what some are doing and getting away with, but that's setting the stage for the normalization of of events to come. Uh, that that you know hold hold your your counterpart to a standard. If you believe in God, then you're gonna be held to that standard. But we're not of that ilk, and we're not being held to it. So mm-hmm. we'll hold you to it. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. So what else you got for dirt on the Duponts? Uh, oh, so we we covered Teflon. Yep. Uh, oh, oh, oh they, I talked about the, the Teflon uh, flu. Oh yeah. Um, so this this was something that was making people sick. If you I had, had something a, after you, if you had a Teflon pan. 
and it got above, I think, 500 degrees. Like, say you had it on the burner, and you were preheating the burner or whatever, and you just lost track of it, and you didn't have oil in it or whatever, just if it was a dry Teflon pan, it would give off these fumes that would make people, like, really, really sick, like, with flu symptoms, Mm -hmm. which I I think is kind of interesting. So aspartame would be more or less inert in the body in terms of its its harmfulness until it got to body temperature, and then... It's like formaldehyde, right? It, it turns into formaldehyde, basically. Yeah, which yeah. formaldehyde they use in like uh, when the uh, when you die, embalming bodies. Yeah, that, there you go. Um, yeah. So another in thing, beer production. <laughs> right. I mean, back in the old days. So the yeah. C8, um, you know, there were people that were working in the the Dupont factory, um, like women that were working with this chemical that became pregnant, and then they would um, take the women, move them because it, to a different section to work away from the chemical then when the baby was born would monitor the baby for birth defects because they knew it was a fucked up chemical yeah. uh, but then would just basically well this baby has there's two out of seven babies these women that worked on this line it's not conclusive that <laughs> yeah. kind of shit yeah. and then so another thing you brought you mean like the young kids having heart attacks <laughs> yeah like right now yeah, yeah. oh so, blood clots that's normal oh so, yeah i know that's that's so totally you brought cool. up nylon which was another big thing that they used uh for wars uh, for paratrooping yeah uh, you know jumping out of planes for parachutes in the string and stuff other than yeah it was uh designed to replace silk right so uh, on top of that do du- du- duponts essentially really pushed for and made marijuana illegal for this reason, for on the ammunitions bill with the, the with World the help of the Rockefellers for the pl- yeah. for for because they didn't want the nylon industry and all the other plastic plastics, industry yep. uh, that hemp would replace. So right. they basically and really pushed for marijuana to be illegal. Additionally, yeah. you have an endocannabinoid system in your body. We all do. We require hemp. Yeah, in our body or CBD or some form of THC. You, yeah. you don't have to THC, but we have cannabinoid uh, receptors in our in brain. our body. We yes. have an entire yeah. system. Yep, and so, also yeah. the fat bomb. The what? The fat bomb. They had a lot to do with the um, the first uh, atomic bomb that was dropped. Oh, you mean uh, Fat Boy? Fat Boy. Sorry, yeah. Dutch were talking bomb. about me. <laughs> wow. It Maybe. was two, right? It was, well, there was three, but they used two. It was Fat Boy and Little Man, right? I don't know. But yeah. they, the DuPonts had a lot to do with like the, the process of that going on as well. Looking huh. at yeah. it. Yeah. L- little interesting fact bringing it forward, right? So uh, in the auto body industry, of course, DuPont is, was, was a big player in that. Uh, you will no longer see the DuPont name associated with any of that. Uh, they changed their name to Exalta. Right, and they sold out sold out all their industrial coatings and things like that, chemical business, to the Carlisle Group. Oh, really? Yep. Huh. Wow. Yeah. I knew there was a name change, but I didn't the, know the Carlisle, Carlisle Group, Group was... is a private equity firm yeah. that was controlled by Robert Carlisle, hmm. who was an ex. Was he? He was on. He was a politician of some form, but Robert Carlisle was he Secretary of Defense at one time? Oh, I don't know sure about Yeah, him. no, something like that. But Robert Carlyle is a member of the Council of Foreign Relations. So nice. My brother's the CFR. Years yeah. ago. We're, we're so DuPont has a connection there as well. It's yeah. interesting. It's all part of this loop system, right? Their money stays within themselves. Oh, here. it's one, bi- it's one right. big loop. So my brothers were, were racing cross country, and they went into this well-known air, this racetrack. And they had to work on the car, and it, they were there a week early, and they worked at someone's um, 
facility. It was just a storage facility, but they occupied space on the property. There was nothing going on there. And then later, the track called the guy and asked for a percentage of whatever he was paid. And when my brothers got to the track, it was in Las Vegas, they realized that every, it was a closed-loop system. Even the racing circuit they were in, the tires were, were produced and, and distributed through this as an elite racing system. Right down to the phone calls you made, a percentage went to within the system. It, was all, it kept coming back to them. And, and you see in a bigger picture, that's what's happening here in a lot of cases. Even they feel what we make is theirs even to that point. Yeah. Certainly the taxation part of the slave end of it, but even more. They, they can take money from your bank account to the Canadians because it's ours anyways, right? Yeah. It's our system. And, and something and they have weird. That- it's like even though they're like all manipulative and controlling and like doing this eugenic stuff, it's really strange to me that they, they still need us. Do you know what I mean? For whatever so reason. So I talked about Joseph being really second. Yeah. No, listen to what we went over this, that Pharaoh had Joseph second in command because he couldn't build his kingdom without him. Mm. And that still exists. And we're going to go into this later. Ron and I can go down a, a rabbit tail and we'll, and we'll have you involved in this, where the new they're pushing out a new elite group out of Hollywood, for example. They're replacing oh, yeah. them through YouTube and how they're going about this. And and it, it's the structure, it's always the same. If you can start paying attention to these patterns, you start to disseminate the truth in this. Yeah, we're not going to get into that now, but we'll just give you a little hint. Content creation is the new Hollywood. The influence us. Yeah. And how they're they're taking people down and propping people up and making deals. And it's happening right before our eyes right now. And it's a pattern that's played itself out. We've talked about that pattern here. And that's how I identified it was I looked for the pattern. Commonalities. Uh, yeah. yeah. Certain racial groups. And then certain, like I said, you have one and you have a second command. They're feeding off the other if they don't know it. And that's what you, you were alluding to. Why do they have to do that? They have to. Because there's, I told Ron earlier, it looks to me like they, they're more constricted than i ever thought the, the rules that extend into this this whole situation of life we live they're not free to do whatever they want and it seems like they're repeating themselves because they're within the rules that they can argue that they can get the results they want um, right well i mean that's apparent to me because it's like well if they have this whole depopulation eugenics program and they want to get rid of all these people just do it right just fucking kill them all. they can't you, know I mean? you, you just have them out so you have to have bomb, agreement bomb, right whatever you have to have their agreement to do it so they're agreeing <laughs> right. right to go get vaccinated so that's part of what we're talking right. about here they're coming that's in part agreement. Of the, that's consent. part of the concept consent. of yeah. the concept of consent yeah. so so when you agree for example i said walked away from a million dollars years ago um, and it wasn't that same thing, but it was because I realized now, had I done that, I would have come in agreement with them. And I don't know the bigger picture, what that looked like. And it wasn't done in a, in, in a way, a nefarious way I was entering into something. It was, it would, it had to do with a legal agreement, but even so it, it was, it wasn't the way it was going about, they were doing it wasn't. And I realized now they could derive something from it. And then it would have impacted me in ways that could affected the rest of my life and my family members you yeah. just you don't realize that stuff yeah. even though you think you go remember it's their legal system make I, it sound good it's like you think does witness protection exist i'm telling you witness protection never existed nothing is is secret in this world of theirs it is for us not for them i kind of i don't want to sound hokey here but like i feel like if you it's like sort of if you just kind of stay true i don't this <laughs> <laughs> if you stay true to if you kind of like stay true to like your own morality, maybe God's rule book I mean? on morality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get well, out that's of where here this thing God comes to. And all that. <laughs> but no, I just kind of feel like if you again stay, been there. If you, if you stay I was true, waiting for him to cross that bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you kind of stay true to your own morality, 
Okay. Sean, you I'm, shut up. All right. right now. I'm good. I'm good. No, but do you know what I mean? Like, I stay didn't... stay true to, like, the morality of humanity. Um, and you're kind of aware of the stuff that's going on. There's not much they can do, ex- especially if you're not going to accept it. That's right. Um, and there's a rule book to that. God, whatever. Yep. Ganesh. Yep. Clockwork elves, yeah. whatever you want. And for say. example, I don't, I don't consider myself a Christian. I'm a follower of the way. The word Christian was made up by the Romans, and that classification of the way they grouped the people and controlled them. Jesus was the way. Yeshua. There's no J's in in um, in the Greek. It's Yeshua. He was the, the way, and they'll follow the way. And they never met in churches and stuff. And they disseminated much like the podcasts are. That's ecclesia. That's the church unit as it was intended. So, yeah, I just yeah. I mean, whatever the way. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, got I've, it. Been there, dude. Been there. I rejected it hey, for a long time. No, we're so. no. Hey, so no, we're on the same page. We're on the same page. I think we are. Same yeah. page. I don't go to church. Me neither. And we'll talk about my beliefs, you know, later down mm-hmm. the road. But I'm a pretty moral person. Mm-hmm. But I do have a dark side. Who doesn't? And I think everybody has. It's that duality of your personality. It is. I think everybody has a dark side. Oh it's just, yeah. It's oh just, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. just how you. Our bloodlines has been infiltrated, and there's no doubt that they've did right. it intentionally. And they, they right. talk about warring in the flesh. Non. So. All right. Setting aside all scripture wow, dude, and, and God. Yep. And we'll wrap this up. <laughs> but setting aside all scripture, God, whatever religion, innately within you, I feel like everybody has the dark side. And that is the, you know, the temptation to do nefarious things or act nefariously. Or, you know, if some, like, for example, if someone does something that you don't like, you're going to get back at them. You're going to do revenge. Stuff like that. Um, But it's this internal choice that you have. Not to. What? Not to, not to do it. Right, right. It's this internal choice that you have between, you know, making that decision to do the dark thing or to not do the dark thing. Yep. Um, And nowadays, we're getting more philosophical and spiritual and Mm -hmm. religious. Yep. But nowadays, that line is very much blurred. Uh, And, you know, it's it's hard to really pick out what, what is right, what is wrong. And even if there is a right and wrong, maybe there is no right and wrong. Maybe there are just consequences for your actions. And those can be either positive or negative. Do you know what I mean? I think in your heart, you know what's right and what's wrong. I know I know that is with me. And things work out far better for me when I do the right thing versus when I do the wrong thing. I try not to do the wrong thing. I try to do the right thing I don't all know the if, time. Well, yeah. uh, to my detriment. Because I've had opportunities in my life that we won't get into tonight where I could have been a very, very wealthy person by now. <laughs> no but good I didn't, but I didn't want to do right? that. And it was something that I was offered. Yeah. And I was it was offered. It was it was laid right out in front of me. Yep. This could be yours. Like Ron. And I turned do it down. Do you want to get in on the mRNA vaccine patent <laughs> this early on? Well, that's probably something we should have all done. <laughs> so, well, okay, so listen. Uh this wraps up. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to take your little philosophical statement and use that as your closing statement. Well, I had one more. Oh, what the fuck? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Just real quick. I'll make it really quick. Just like All right, look. There's stuff going on. I like to call it tomfuckery. If you're not if you're not seeing certain things um 
or there's certain things being presented to you that you don't agree with, push yourself to look into the things that don't uh, aren't cohesive with your thought process. Do you know what I mean? And don't, you know, you don't have to go back to the age of Babylon like Sean or, or you know, dive way deep into all these uh, nefarious 13 families, blah, 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 blah. You know, take stuff that's, um, you know, in your line of sight, that's contemporary to you, that's happening now, and just look into it. I'm challenging you to, to push past your point of perspective and just maybe step out of your comfort zone and take on something and process it and take on something that you don't necessarily agree with it, but look into it and try to accept it but not necessarily believe it if that's what you choose to do and that's it he's basically telling you to think it's okay to think different uh once in a while even if it goes against what you're what you've been brainwashed into believing closing words life. that's it i'm done okay sean got any closing <laughs> words uh um yeah i would encourage you to do the same just like buckley said go out there and uh think outside the box they created the box you gotta start thinking outside it and then um for those folks who are interested in looking the, the biblical perspective of all this, um, how I was able to get through um, the Bible many times was to listen to it. I couldn't read it. I just am not into reading. And the Word of Promise Bible is out there. It's available on YouTube now and other places. And it's, it's a automated one where it's got characters that have different voices. Done in Hollywood. It took them 10 years. Very well-known folks did it. Actors and actresses. It's actually really good. And yeah. sound effects yeah. was like it's a movie playing out in the background. And uh, could you start with the New Testament and and uh, and then, you know, just start listening to it and um, see if it can help you make sense what's going on in the world because there's a lot of nonsense going on out it's there. It's really funny how a lot of that stuff goes back to that. <clears throat> uh, okay, so listen, I want to thank everybody for listening. I know we, uh, I don't know, what are we at? Two hours and change or whatever, a little longer than normal. <laughs> Two and a half. Yeah, okay, cool. So sorry about that, folks. <laughs> Uh, so listen, uh, thank you for all the feedback. Got a few uh, interesting emails. Uh, I do want to give a couple of shout outs. I want to shout out to my buddy Ghost at the uh, My Third Eye podcast. He has this little thing on Friday nights. Uh, it's called Talk at the Tavern. Uh, he invited me on the other night, so I jumped on. I'd, it's a really cool show. It's really long, but how it is is in diff- people jump in for like, it's like going to the tavern. Like, you go in there, and it's like, oh, hey, Ronnie's just showing up. Ron from New England's here. For a drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, Ryan from Dangerous World's here. Oh, uh, Joe from Legit Bat or, or Nico from uh, Upstate Unconventional, or whatever. We all get in there. That's cool. Uh, and I could read off everybody's name, but it's a really cool podcast. Take the time to go check that out. Uh, and uh, But I just want to give him a shout-out. I always enjoy jumping in on those group shows. That's a really good time. Planet also, Fatness. Yeah, Planet Fatness, where have you been? We Black haven't heard. Guard. We have, yeah. Blackguard, Black we haven't guard. seen you or heard from you in a while. That's two. Uh, also, a uh, little shout out to uh, Andrew over at the Politics and Punk Rock podcast. Really cool show. Uh, he, he likes to give us a lot of cool uh, feedback, so thank you, Andrew. And uh, also, a shout out to Nico at Upstate Unconventional Podcast. I heard you did me a little shout out. Nico, I, you sexy I animal. I talked to our You're friend, so Miss, Miss Pepper, Rosie. Uh, Your I pecs. love her. Anyways, really good episode. Thanks for the shout out. Okay, everybody, you know where to find me. If you got any questions or anything like that, I'm on Instagram. Ron from New England, the Wicked Planet Podcast. Got any questions? Please email us. We like email interaction. 
uh, the Wicked Planet Podcast at gmail.com. So, send us some information. Hope you enjoyed the show. As always, thank you for your support. And we're going to come back at you next week. We want to, uh, me and Buckley are going to stay after the show. We're going to have another beer on episode 50. And everybody that's <laughs> listened from the beginning, thank you. You stuck it out for almost a year. Our year's coming up here in uh, yeah. March. So uh, so that's very cool. Really, 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 that. really appreciate it. And yeah. obviously love the support and feedback and emails and everything else. And we're still here and we haven't been canceled yet. And the cabal has not found out the location of the haunted garage. <laughs> so with that... See you guys next week. Ron from New England, signing off. Buckley. Ow!